Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an oh, also an online presence. Sorry. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. Why not? You can find us on Twitter at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on now? the show, yes. you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. No. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. start hearing stuff now oh I can't hear you now <laughs> uh, hold please yeah, hello there, 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 there we go gotcha hello 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 so so live streams is working uh, Skype is working this week but not so you notice Wow <laughs> Yeah. I blame witchcraft. Witchcraft! Yeah, isn't that guy dead now? <laughs> what guy? The uh, religious uh, guy. He blamed witchcraft and pagan shit uh, on everything. He's been, he died, and they've been posting stuff. I've been seeing memes all week about him. I have no idea who you're talking about. Pat Robertson? No. I can only hope. I have no idea. No, Pat Robertson will live forever. He's got God on his side. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, and we have and we have Satan on our side because this is yet another movie sugtastic Halloween episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. What we got playing in the background, sir? Uh, I got the rest of uh, Video Armageddon One playing, which will then move into Video Armageddon Two. Viewer discretion is advised. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out the point of where we left off last week uh, with this week's. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's some straight-up pornography in Video Armageddon. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We, we might get gotta, flagged just for that. You gotta, you gotta, well, we can go back and like black that out or something if we have to. Hey, right? I mean, well, I'm sure we could, but should I just upload it as is? Yeah, fuck it. See if it, see if it happens. See how long it takes to get flagged. Because they might ban us. 
Because it like the, the one of the last scenes that's in there is a chick with elf ears blowing a guy, and there's a total like money shot and everything. Yeah, maybe we should like edit that. <laughs> that's probably a good idea. I mean, I guess I can put something in there like. And that's really and that's really not appropriate. That's more of a, a Christmas episode kind of thing. <laughs> I don't think that's really appropriate for a Halloween. Yeah, as a matter of... Oh, shit, you know what? I think I went what? back too far. I think it's going to show the blowjob scene again. <sighs> I, I should probably just move past this. Let's go to one oh. Oh, so there's a girl naked on the table. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love the guy that put together this uh, video mixtape, but God... But, I mean, God bless him. But, but you know, come on. It appropes. It, <clears throat> it appropes. So, wow. so uh, this is another uh, freewheeling, fast and loose movie subtastic episode where we're not oh, yeah. reviewing one film, but bringing up several horror films so we can kind of, you know, toss the gamut. So oh, to speak. yeah. I, that phrase means nothing, but it, it's still it's there it, now. It really doesn't mean anything. No. To just about anyone. R running the gamut from A to L, I guess. I mean, we're not going to cover everything. Uh, where now, the hell? Oh, here it is. Oh, that's not it. What are you doing? I'm looking for my touchpad so that the show doesn't pick up all the clicks that I make during... No, uh, it's not picking up the clicks. It's just picking up you r shuffling stuff across your desk. Only so you it, can. Uh, only you are having a problem with that. <laughs> it's a vast improvement. Um, so, yeah. But last episode, we covered three films, two of which were your choices. One of them was mine. That's right. Uh, so I'm going to start off this week, this episode. Okay. And I'm going to do it with a film I just watched today. Ooh. Because it was better than I thought it'd be on so many levels. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just expected a shitty 80s horror film. And I'm, I, this is like a film that just like disappeared off the planet. No one ever talks about this film that I know of. Uh, it's, ninth, it's, uh, it's called Alone in the Dark. Wait, so this isn't the U Bull Christian Slater film? No. <laughs> so it's just... Same B Same made name. before or after the U-Bowl movie? 1982. Ah, okay. It is is called Alone in the Dark. The The IMDb uh, plot summary is, A quartet of murderous psychopaths break out of a mental hospital during a power blackout and lay siege to their doctor's house. I love anything where that says quartet. A quartet of murderous, murderous psychopaths. Like, I'm already hooked, but I'm like, okay, the film's not going to be as good as the description. It kind of is. Right. Now, first of all, cast, and I'm I'm like reeling these days from when I watch these like films from the '80s that like have fallen off the face of the earth. Right. That everybody's in. I was talking to you. You had gotten me a copy of Offbeat with Judge Reinhold. Right. Dude, everybody's in that fucking film. Yeah. You're oh, yeah. watching it. It's like, oh, I owe him. Oh, him. Oh, oh. Uh, even like the last twenty minutes, like, well, they can't throw anybody else at me. Like, like, you know, like Harvey Keitel walks in. Hey, how you doing? So what the fuck? Everybody's <laughs> in this goddamn movie. It's ridiculous. It's like every every New York actor is like in the film. It's insane. So I I go to Alone in the Dark and I'm watching it blind because that's the best way to watch it. Dude, uh, two of the four crazy people are Jack Palance and Martin Landau. Really? Yeah. Uh, and and it's like even people that you don't recognize in this film. It's basically a hospital run by uh, Donald Pleasance as Dr. Leo Bain. 
And and uh, he's based. Uh, and the weird thing is, this, he's like this like new age psychiatrist who doesn't believe in like in like you know confining psych psychopaths and you know you got to let them have their own space and you know he, he's like just really uh, he's like smoking pot while he's talking to his new uh, doctor, and he's based on a real psychiatrist from the eighties, right, or from the seventies more like uh, that was who's that the whole concept was that insane people are just coping with an insane world in a different way than we do and it's it's, it's just the fact that it's based on a real doctor and like this the same philosophy just makes it fun for me <laughs> <laughs> but so they have these four psychopaths on the third floor they get their own little bunk room together and, and they, they have a whole room they have the whole third floor because they're too dangerous um jack palance who's uh, uh captain or corporal frank hawks uh he's just a badass then uh, Martin Landau plays. Uh, but is the but is he good in the film, and he's a badass, or he's Jack bad in the film? Always good. Jack Palance is good in any film where he's not wearing a robe. <sighs> yeah, I just summed up the last twenty years of his career. <laughs> no, but again, but any any film where he's like in medieval times and he's wearing a, and he's done a lot of them apparently. Oh, he's done a ton of shit. Yeah, but but anything where he's wearing a robe, just skip it. But he's he's great in this. Is like an ex <laughs> as an ex soldier psychopath. Hawk the uh, Slayer. Martin Landau is called the, the preacher, and he likes to burn down churches. Or, and as Jack Palance puts it, unfortunately, he likes to burn the waters. People still inside. <laughs> I love Jack Palance. I, <laughs> I really do. Then they then they have a then they have the the, the third floor child molester, uh -huh. um, fatty, and it's like watching it vaguely. It's like, oh, do I recognize this guy? Yes, I do. He's the the electric guy, Electro or whatever his name is from Running Man. Oh really? Yeah, the, the the opera singing electric guy from Running Man is the child molester in this film. <laughs> and then the fourth guy is called the bleeder because every time he kills someone, he gets a nosebleed. Which? <laughs> what, what what sense does that make? I don't know, but it's a, it actually works. <laughs> hey, dude, dude, and they never show works. his face. They never show right. his face because he doesn't like to show his face. So in the third act, that all comes together. The nose bleeding is actually <clears throat> an important plot point to the whole movie. Oh, really? Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's much like the I, scanner effect or something. I, all I'm gonna say is like, when it when it actually becomes relevant, it took me a minute to realize what was happening. It's like, what what is that? What is oh? <laughs> uh. But but anyway, th this fabulous four, they, they're in this uh, mental institution that's run. All, 100% by electric. Then they keep hyping the electric to the point that after about the first 15 minutes, you know there's going to be a blackout. Jeez. And the, so they all escape during the blackout, right. and they've convinced themselves that the new doctor, and get this, the new doctor is uh, played by Dwight Schultz. Really? Yes. And I didn't even, I'm watching it for like a half an hour, 44 hours, like, I recognize this guy somewhere. Holly's like, I know who, I know he's somebody. I ended up looking it up, so, oh, it's Murdoch. <laughs> All right, yeah, Murdoch. A year before he plays Murdoch in the A-Team, he plays a psychiatrist being hunted down by killers. Get out of here. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't, the film doesn't matter at this point. Everything I've said right now is a great reason for this movie. <laughs> But so they, so they they escape the hospital they they like uh, this is it's a weird, it's filmed in Newark New Jersey. I love that. I, I you you know me. I, I have a soft spot for for movies made in New Jersey or about New Jersey, but mostly if they're made here. 
that when the power out, when the power goes out, they cut to the town. It's like an hour later, and mass rioting, looting, okay. fires everywhere. All white people <laughs> just robbing shit and right. setting things on fire. <laughs> and uh, um, so uh, J- uh, Jack and the gang, they like they arm up and they drive around and they uh, um, they find the doctor's house and they they like hunt him down and kill a bunch of people in, in the process. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's just so many little things in this film that are fun. I mean, and like again, Jack. Whenever Jack Palance is on the screen, it's like, yeah. The, the, if the if the film has a fault, it's that they have Jack Palance and Martin Landau as insane people, and they don't have nearly enough screen time. Yeah, it, it doesn't that always seem like the, the way it, they do. They end up doing that shit. Like Martin Landau, they don't give him nearly enough dialogue. I mean, these are two great actors. <sighs> yeah, but. Uh, it, it's it's a fun film. I mean, in like if you dig through the if you like scroll through the trivia, there's one great trivia thing. There's a band playing that the doctor takes his um his sister who had a nervous breakdown earlier and is afraid of the dark. Plot point. <laughs> uh, she takes him to see a band called the Sick Fucks. Really? Apparently, it's a real band that was it's really their name, and they were supposed to play this other band name. But when they found out that the name was the Sick Fucks, they thought it was so perfect for the film they let them use their real name. Wow. And according to the trivia... And you said this uh, is a film from 1982? 1982, yes. Wow. And, yeah, and uh, the the mother and daughter, uh, the next day they get arrested protesting a nuclear power plant. Of course. Of course. But uh, not not mother and and the the mother and step... Sister-in-law, sister, mother and sister-in-law. Got it. But apparently uh, the one trivia I liked about this was... Um, years later, one of the band members ran into Jack Palance, and he told Jack Palance, "Hey, I was one of the sick fucks in the movie." And Jack, <laughs> and, and supposedly Jack Palance said, "We were all sick fucks in that film." <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's you, you don't get better than that. No, I mean, and it, it's the, the film's a, l- a little slower than it should be because they haven't spent enough time with with uh, Jack and, and Landau. Right. But uh, uh. It's got a great. Do you, th- do you think Jack even remembered that film, or he was just kind of entertaining this person? I I think he, he probably remembered every film he was on. He's a professional, goddammit. <laughs> and like, I don't want to ruin the ending, but like, it, the ending is awesome. Then don't ruin it because I I, no, I I will watch it. I uh, it's it's like I just I was like, this is a great ending. This is like it was so much better of an ending than I expected from this film going in. Right. You know, oh, and Donald Donald Pleasant's playing a pothead psychiatrist. Fucking, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. You're the Duke of New York. <laughs> You're a number one. And, and I mean, best, it's a year removed from that. Yeah. And the best thing about this film, uh, it's it's nagging me. This film reminds me of something. These four people escape from a mental institution. Four right. crazy people. One of them has this, uh, a a preacher god complex. The other one, man, anger management issues. The big fat guy gets a baseball bat while they're in the riot. I'm like, motherfucker, the Dream Team remade this movie. <laughs> there are way too many points of similarity that the Dream Team oh wasn't my like. God, you're like so. There's no way right. to someone. Well, yeah, it's it's like hey, they even get in a van at one point <laughs> and drive around. It's like somebody was watching. It's like, hey, this would make a good comedy. Well, because you know, it's like uh, the. Oh. 
because everyone in the dream team they were all professionals as well it's like hey you ever you, you ever see that movie came out about six seven years ago it was called you know whatever and it starred jack palance and martin yeah i've seen that movie we should do that <laughs> <laughs> it's too similar to be a coincidence it's just too many but instead of trying to save the doctor right uh, their psychiatrist like in dream team they're trying to kill him <laughs> it's a slight difference there but i mean i i've i've you and i have watched a lot of 80s horror films oh my god and what's and what's fun is you know because i have video armageddon on in the background there were we watched it together for the first time when we got it there were very few you remember we watched it here in my house yeah 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 there were very few films where it's like oh i've never i don't know what this is which i don't know if that's sad or if that's cool <laughs> yeah, to go through. Yeah, that film. Oh yeah, that's that. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Oh yeah, 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 that's outtake. <laughs> but we, we were watching it and we loved it because it was like, look at all this great shit that's in here, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> but what well, was to say? Like so many of the '80s horror films are like patterned after like Jason and. The, the, you know, again, it was the year of the slasher film, so you had so many slasher films coming out. Right. And this one, which the movie poster is is like a guy's leg and his hands holding an axe. It's like, oh, could you get any more cliche? I don't want to watch this. Right. <laughs> but it it's it's such a compared to like a lot of the other '80s horror films that involve psychopaths killing people. Mm -hmm. Such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it comes highly recommended from me. Oh, highly. Uh, just, again, just, even though Jack Palance doesn't spend too much time, he he makes the beginning, or like the, the first, like say, 15, 20 minutes, he's in there a lot, a decent amount, and the ending is Jack Palance's ending. Oh, really? Fuck, yeah. And you know what? I, if you see the ending, I think that should they should have made a sequel or a TV show spinoff. And you know what? In the 80s, I'm surprised that didn't happen. They did tons of shit like that in the eighties. But and so this should have happened instead of Manimal. Man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny. Dale Rontree, he was actually he posted today, and he's asking for input from us for uh, old TV shows from the seventies and eighties. Oh, I threw a couple at him. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to yet, just because I've been so goddamn busy. But I wanted to throw Manimal at him. I wanted to say maybe you know, it's like check out the Remo Williams TV show that they did. Uh, they didn't do a show. They did a pilot. That was oh, it. that's right. They only did the pilot. I I, th I threw two two uh, shows that were canceled after one season that I'll never find, unfortunately. Oh really? <laughs> but, which, uh, what would you? Uh, Vengeance Unlimited. With Jet with uh with Michael Madsen. Oh God, that's right. I remember that show. Uh, he was almost... like a private investigator in that or something like that. No, he was a vigilante. Vigilante. That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. He was. But he was he but he was Michael Madsen as a vigilante. He's fucking he, didn't awesome. He, didn't he live like near a cemetery or something? No, no. He always he always um he lived at uh, this chain of uh, Paladin hotels. Fine. He had something on the owners. Did uh, he do the another? Owner did, is he, did he do another show that didn't last either? <laughs> that I'm thinking of. It's possible. I mean, at one point he needed he needed money badly, so he could have been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the other one was Strange Luck, which only lasted a season. Strange Luck. That that stars the guy that's in that figure skating movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where, where he just had weird luck, like like just everything weird. He was a weirdness magnet, so everything that he, he was a professional photographer because weird things always happen around him, so he would take pictures and get paid for it. 
God. But like he would he would buy a car and it turn out the car was possessed or like you know, it, he was just a weird guy and he, it was the first show to ever cross over with the X Files. <laughs> it true because it, at the end of one episode, someone gives him a business card. Uh, the, an FBI agent gives him a business card. Say, if you ever have any trouble, call this guy. And then um, when he looks at the card, it's for Fox Mulder. <laughs> and it was it was the first sanctioned crossover with the X Files. Wow. And show just died. All, all my favorite shows don't last more than like a season or two, which yeah, would sure. very few, with some exceptions. But yeah, didn't Titus only last three seasons too? Hey, Something I'm surprised. Like that. That, I'm surprised it made three seasons. Yeah, you know, and even then, three seasons was probably enough for that. I got a feeling that would have worn thin after a while. I think even season three was wearing a little thin. So yeah, you know, and I'm a huge Titus fan, but uh, <sighs> uh but, but anyway, we're here to talk about horror. That's right. And what you so you got to bring a film up, sir? Well, I guess this film, I guess it, it would fall in line of, of, of horror. Um, it's definitely it's out there, uh, uh-huh. and it definitely has murder in it. And uh, the film I'm referring to is uh, it came out this year. It actually, as a matter of fact, it just came out this month, called The Greasy Strangler. Oh damn it! Yes, right. Oh, I still haven't seen that yet. Oh man. Wow, <laughs> it it's a it's a weird one. It, it's a fucking weird one. Um, so, all right, the film. Well, first of all, Elijah Wood is one of the producers, which there is no doubt in my mind. It's why this movie was able to be made. Uh, uh, let me just say, Elijah Wood has been really he really backs the weird stuff. And, and did you see the Elijah Woods coming out with the Dirk Gently American TV show? No. I'm pretty sure that was Elijah Wood. I'm gonna double. I'm gonna now. Um, yeah, Elijah Wood. He's starring in it. He's playing the uh, sidekick to Dirk Gently. Oh wow! Uh, cool. I, I think I think Elijah Wood is is really behind a lot of these twisted dark comedies. Well, he uh, was. Uh, re- what was that TV show that he was in? Which was a, an Australian show, and then it was brought here. It was the, the, the dog? The dog. He, he could talk um, to his dog. Uh, the the dog talked to him. Uh, it was a the dog was a giant man and a, a guy in a in a dog suit, right. but only he saw him as a guy in a dog suit. Yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? Not Clifford. Um, Wilford. Wil- Wilf- 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 Wilfred. 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 Yeah, and yeah. But again, that's exactly that's exactly the point. And and that was a British uh, or Australian show that he uh, started in over here. I re- and the, the guy fact- that that played the dog, they used him for both, didn't they? Yeah, 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 same same actor. Yeah, I, I I'm not a great fan of the show. I thought it was a great concept that that, that uh, I don't know. I, I I just would have gone a, a little bit differently with it. I think. Well, isn't I mean, the it, the British or Australian show like way darker? No, I think I watch. I, they're both roughly the same. I, oh yeah. Yeah, I yeah. They, they, I I I don't know. I I I wouldn't say they didn't go dark enough for me. I just after a while, it's like it just didn't advance for me. So I kind of lost. I kind of like fell out of it. What uh, I was I was catching one of the shows, and I didn't. I didn't watch the show uh, religiously at all. I just would catch it every once in a while. And there's a scene where he's talking to Elijah Wood, and he's just he's like monologuing, and then he raises his arms in the air, and as he does it, like lightning strikes in the background, and it made it look like, you know, he did it, and he goes, and that was just wildly coincidental. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like he worked that into his monologue. He just he just wanted to make you sure you knew that it was that was he didn't he didn't do that. <laughs> and I just I thought that was brilliant. 
Um, and I wouldn't doubt that it was maybe it was recycled from the British or Australian show because yeah. it worked. But I mean, Elijah is one of those people that is just really he, he's he's on the edge. He's on the fringe with this stuff. Wasn't he also in Cooties? He was in Cooties. No. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I, didn't even, I didn't even think to bring that up, to be honest, as one of the films that I had never because I didn't I saw it not that long ago. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, uh, but I I just give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, did you see Cooties? Oh yeah, yeah, Cooties yeah. was fucking awesome. I I really liked it. Yeah, I really did. All right, so the Greasy <laughs> Strangler, um, uh, directed by John Hosking, starring Michael Saint Michaels, Sky Elabar, and Elizabeth Durazzo. And uh, Big Ronnie, who is Michael St. Michaels, who is one of the weirdest looking people I've ever seen. He just all around kind of has this really weird, unique look to him. Mm -hmm. his, I've seen a couple of, of like clips. Yeah. His son, Sky Elabar, who plays uh, Big Braden, um, same thing. Just a weird looking guy. Especially when he smiles. And I in the beginning of the film, the son walks into the father's room, brings him coffee, and the father says, you know, people like milky coffee. How come they don't put a little grease in their coffee? Just, it's like weird dialogue like that. Like, like shit that doesn't make sense. And his son's like, oh, that's so gross. And he goes, yeah, you probably think I'm the greasy strangler. And the son is like, this is all in the trailer too, ironically. He's like, oh, I call bullshit on that. And then the father's like, yeah, you're right, I'm a bullshit artist. Which, that becomes like a, a line in the film that they use a lot. Uh -huh. And in the beginning, I thought that it was going to annoy me. But by the end of the film, it made sense. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. The film is so weird that it takes you in such different directions that by the end, you're like, yeah, whatever. Bullshit artist. Say five more times, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's this there's this person going around town killing people and he's completely covered in grease and you know it's the father because it looks just like him but uh th there's really no denying it it's not like there's this like plot twist where it's like oh my god it's him it's like <laughs> you know it's him uh the only thing you don't know until later on in the movie is how he becomes the greasy strangler uh you you don't know you find out later. But, okay. Uh, you know, but, but you do find hey, but, out later. I can just interject. When you talk about how strange Michael St. Michael's looks, the, yeah. the only way I can... I was trying to think of how to describe it to someone who hasn't seen him, and all I can think of is is the um, abandoned love child of Klaus Kinski and an Oompa Loompa. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, <laughs> that's really the closest I can get. I'm sorry, I got dis totally distracted by Video Armageddon. <laughs> oh my god, there's this scene where the guy, he kind of looks like Jerry Seinfeld, and earlier in the film, he tries to emote uh, a scene, and then they, the, the guy that put together this video mixtape just plays the Seinfeld theme music. <laughs> but then there's a scene later on where he like cuts this baby out of this woman, and then throws it against the wall. It took me completely out of the show. I apologize. <sighs> All right. So anyway. Anyway, anyway, Klaus Kinski. Uh, Klaus Kinski. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a 
Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, you nailed it. You nailed it. Um, so anyway, the film that I, I think the last time I saw a film that was this awkward, because there are a lot of scenes throughout the movie where you feel you feel uncomfortable, like it's awkward and weird was probably the movie Happiness. That's probably the last time I felt this awkward, weird, and just kind of uncomfortable watching a now, film. If that's the case, you need to watch the film Entertainment. Or, I thought you, you, you said it was called The Entertainer. I was wrong. It's Entertainment. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's... Um, it's a film by Rick Alverson. He also did the film The Comedy, which I have not seen. That's kind of like a prequel to entertainment. Okay. Um, but yeah, if, if you're looking for a, a film that's just like awkward, uh, and uh, yeah, that's that's that. Okay. Uh, the Comedy is supposedly somewhat controversial for uh, a certain scene in the film with an epileptic. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. Is, so. it, a, is it a real epileptic seizure? I, I doubt it. But uh, no, I think it's just context that people oh. didn't like. Um, but yeah, I, I think at the end, I think entertainment is going to be if it's going to be the next thing for you to watch after a Greasy Strangler. Greasy Strangler is the next thing for me to watch after entertainment. I, I keep meaning to go back and watch the comedy, uh, but after entertainment, I was like, oh man, I'll take a break. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there are some comedic elements to the Greasy Strangler. It's not just a straight-up weird movie. There are some oh, scenes that are genuinely funny. And I think that it's not like that. I think it's like that by accident. Entertainment is, is, is um, comedic as well. I mean, it's, it's but it's like a really weird comedy. It, it is. And that's how the Greasy Strangler is. Yeah. I, uh, I think because it's... basically the way it works is, uh, this, this is the basic plot of the film. The father. You already told us. No, I know. No, I, well, yeah, he strangles people and he's all greasy. But as far as how he just goes about killing people, like his strategy is if you piss him off, he'll fucking kill you. <laughs> That's really how it works. So, like, he's a disco tour guide with his son. They wear these stupid pink shirts and shorts and they people come that come into town they pay them money to walk them around this certain part of of la and he shows them oh yeah this is where the bgs uh they were thinking of that one disco tune uh you know uh, uh, what is it saturday night uh he goes over here is where this did this and this did this. that's what they do it's really stupid <laughs> but that's what they do they have these disco tours so the you know in the beginning there was someone talking about they wanted free drinks and he's like well the ad is wrong you got bad information and it just goes back and forth for like two minutes about free drinks next thing you know he's strangling that guy like that's how it works <laughs> <laughs> now I, I was taking a look at his, his um, past films this is his first feature film Michael St. Michaels uh, no 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 the, 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 the writer oh, the, director got it. Jim Hosking because Michael and, St. Michaels has been around uh for a long time, but he hasn't made yeah. a movie or he hasn't done a lot of films. Right. Um, now, the, what, what I found, but what's interesting is you, you can kind of see where this guy goes because uh, before the Greasy Strangler, he, he did a segment in ABC's of Death Number Two. And before that, apparently had he did a three episodes of a TV show called, or miniseries called Privado. 
And the description of it is, an American cowboy, Michael Jackson, makes a new start in Great Britain as a private investigator. Wait. He wants to, he wants to escape his tragic past, a past haunted by Pogus, the crazed chocolatier who turned Michael's sweethearts into sweet tarts. <laughs> I need to see this fucking show now. <laughs> How long has that show been on, or was it, it only it was on th for three episodes? It was three episodes back in 2012. It, it's listed as a TV miniseries. Um, I don't... Provado. Okay. <laughs> and maybe that's how Elijah Wood knows him. Maybe that's like, that's his favorite fucking show ever. I... It just... <laughs> but it just sounds like this guy's been, like, hip deep and crazy uh, since he started doing stuff. And before that, just a couple of, like, shorts. Yeah. There's a couple... Uh, there's a couple of trailers for The Greasy Strangler. There's one that's... You, you really... You don't get the real weird, awkward you know uh, uh awkwardness from it you just kind of get okay it looks like a kind of weird movie then there's another trailer that they play the, the theme music from the movie which is weird and awkward in itself it is the most unique weird awkward music i think i've ever heard for a movie uh and they show a bunch of scenes really fast to that music and it's it's fucking out there Hmm. It really is. I can't. I can't recommend it enough. I really liked it. Well, oh, it's definitely on my short list. I really liked it, but it's definitely not going to be for everyone. Like, I don't think I could get my wife to watch more than five minutes of this thing. Yeah, I I have those films now where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not even bothering trying. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no. I'm you just gonna watch it alone. You think you'll try and get Holly to watch this one? No. No. No, I think this one I'll watch alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, I, 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 um, I, I reserve like, like something like, 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 um, like bad films, like He-Man, Master of the Universe. Right. I can kind of get away with that because it's supposed to be funny and we're supposed to, you know, enjoy it. But something like this, I'm gonna want to like watch and not oh, like yeah. talk talk about and bitch about through the whole film. So this is <laughs> this is like I know this. I want to be quiet and and you know what I, I it's. Is it just me, or is, I feel like I'm like one of the last people in the world to actually just like to sit down and just stare at stare at the screen for two hours? Yeah, and no, not I'm the same way. Do, not do other things, or stop five times, or hold a conversation, or play on my phone while I'm watching, but just actually fucking immerse myself in the film for an hour and a half, you know, whatever. No, I'm the I'm the exact same way. So when there are interruptions. It drives me nuts. It's like I can't tell you how many times we'll we'll sit down to watch a movie and then the phone rings, you know, or we'll sit down to watch a movie and it'll get paused because, you know, I got to go do this. It's like what are we yeah. doing? And I, I know in this day and age with multitasking and different you know and distraction stuff, I, and I, especially in the ability to pause stuff and and you know go back to it, I kind of understand to an extent. But for the love of Christ. Every now and then, I just want to be in the film. Yeah, you know what I think. I, what I, what I think I it comes down to. Theater. I was just gonna say. I think the mentality for us, because I think I'm. I think I'm. I'm definitely on the same page as you. I want that movie theater mentality slash experience. I want to. I, I want to get into the film. I want to be immersed. I want you know no distractions. That's why I think when we go to a movie and there are people on their phone or talking or 
doing whatever. That type of distraction has always pissed us off. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's what so, it really sometimes comes down to. Sometimes at a point of almost having a fight. <laughs> On more than one occasion. <laughs> I, my favorite is still when we went to see Saw, um, Saw it 3. Four? It was 3. Was it 3? I'm pretty sure it was 3. Yeah, because <laughs> Saw 4 was at... Uh, we saw Saw 4. No, we saw Saw 3 at the Washington Theater. Yeah. And that was that night? Or was it Saw 4 at the regular theater? We were at the mall theater. We were at the mall? Yeah. Then that was Saw 4. Saw 3 was at the Washington. We did a midnight showing. Or did we do a midnight showing for Saw 3? It was Saw 3. It was Saw 3 because... Didn't we do, I, the, didn't we do it was three, 3 midnight because showings? because of the opening. Yeah. It was Saw 3 because of the opening. Yeah, I remember the opening didn't for Saw we, 3. We did midnight showings for Saw 2, 3, and 4? Or 3, um, 4, and 5? We didn't, we, didn't do Saw, we didn't do midnight for 3, otherwise we would have had a better audience. Yeah, that's fucking true. I think we did 4 and 5 I think we showings. did 4 and 5 midnight showings. And then yeah, Saw 6, did we see that together? I don't remember. Yeah, that, all, that, was the, that was Arm Alone. Or was that, that's right. Oh, or no, was, Arm Alone. Or, yeah, that's right. Or was Saw 5 Arm Alone? Uh-huh. I don't remember. I actually should brush no, no, up on no, my no. saw. Six, six was arm alone. Six yeah, was okay. the arm alone. And then we, did we see Saw 7 together? We did, right? I'm I almost so, positive. Yeah. It, was, it was a tradition at that point. We, we had to see it. The only movie we didn't see together in a theater was the first one. I I, I believe the first and maybe the second. I think we started with three. I, and when when the new one comes out next year, you bet your ass we're going to go be seeing that. You better fucking believe it. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, but, I, I still, um, if anybody hasn't heard this story before, it's not a big, huge story, but we were, it was like a crowded theater. We're like in like almost the back row. People are just talking nonstop. They're letting people in. The movie's already fucking started. And we have a row of teenagers in front of us talking and shit, which is bad enough. And we're barely holding on. And this fucking kid crouches in front of me to talk to the person sitting in front of me. And I lost it. I just kind of got up and pushed him out of the way. It's like, come on, Joey, we're moving. <laughs> and I just followed Scott. Because the whole time, all right, this is, okay, this is me the whole time. This is me the whole time. I got, anyone that can see the video, I got my hand on my face like this, and I'm kind of just peripherally looking to my left, and I'm like, I almost had this countdown in my head. Scott loses it in five, four, three, (laughs) and then then it actually happened, and I'm like, okay, we're moving. Not, not to make it sound like I, I have no self-control. Or no, 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 no. They, really they fucking, fucking they deserved it. They deserved yeah. it. The so, only so thing, I, the only thing that annoyed me was our seats got worse. Well, the the position and it got wasn't worse, it wasn't your fault. It was just that something had something had to happen. There was nowhere else to go. No, I know. It was like it was a crowded theater too. But so I, I'm pretty sure I physically pushed this kid, and I, oh, I, you did. I I'm pretty sure expletives came out of my mouth. Well, towards the kid because you know how i know you pushed him oh. because he was kind of not he didn't fall on his ass but he kind of fell backward and as i walked by i just kind of shrugged my shoulders i'm like <laughs> it was one of those like well, what the fuck did you expect to happen <laughs> and i remember when we left the theater it's like joey sorry about that you know i was i was a little worried at first that like you know they might like come after us or something and he was like scott look at us <laughs> like twice as big as all of those fucking no one's gonna do anything <laughs> yeah like, if i if i had known that i would have thrown him around or something I was <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it would have been worth if he had a bag of popcorn as he moved like to smack it out of his hand <laughs> and straight up 
it would have been worth doing. It would have been worth getting kicked out of the theater just to be able to do that. <laughs> or to just knock it straight down and just be like, fucker. Or just something. Just, just so that they could realize, listen, it's not about you, you fuck. There's other people here. I don't give a fuck if the trailer is playing and the movie isn't yet. It's time to shut the fuck up. As a matter of fact, I think the movie had started at that point. No, no, it was, the movie was it was in the mo- the movie was playing. Yeah, it was, it, the trailers were done. It, we were in the movie. That's why I was so fucking pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that night pretty 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 he's just, vividly. He's just lucky I wasn't the greasy strangler. <laughs> oh yeah, the noises they play, the noises he makes as he's strangling people, have to be animal noises. <laughs> Because it's like, it's like these, it's, dude, it's, 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 it's weird. It's, it's fun. I, I enjoyed it. I think you'll enjoy it too. But it's just like, it's, as every time he strangles someone and he's making these noises, I'm like, these gotta be like animal noises. Like if I'd look, if I looked at the film and they had like, uh, like mm-hmm. trivia or something, it'll say, oh, they, they, they took goat noises and they, um, synthesized it. It's like, yeah, I buy that. <laughs> there's really not much to say about the film because there there really isn't a plot the only <sighs> the only other part of the plot is that uh big Braden meets this girl on the tour and that the two of them basically compete for her but it's not so so much in the fact that the son and her become romantic and then the father's trying to vie for her like shit happens <laughs> so it, it 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 goes way beyond your standard uh you know two people vying for the same woman it's like yeah some fucking shit happens <laughs> uh, it just yeah yeah you we need to talk about it when you see it <laughs> definitely okay um yeah, for sure. <laughs> what was there was another movie? Oh, there was two movies that we said we would talk about when we saw them. It doesn't fall within our Halloween theme, except maybe for one of them. But okay. One one is Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And the other is the the uh, the reboot of Ghostbusters. Which I still haven't seen. Okay, so you haven't seen that. So we'll save it because that kind of falls into the Halloween theme of it a little bit. Even uh-huh. though I think this is the last episode because next Thursday is November. Right. So so it's not a big deal. I still want to talk about Ghostbusters when you finally do see it. Okay. Um, but uh, now I have another movie. We talked about Suicide Squad though, didn't we? Last last episode. Um, I think what we really... <laughs> we did. What we we talk- did because we... We didn't review it, but we talked about how we liked it. We talked about the whole... Marvel versus DC, where it the comparison is Stallone versus Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. and uh, it is Slipknot. Slipknot, right? We did talk about it a little bit. Uh, you admitted where, you like the Joker despite the uh, grill. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough of him for me to completely judge yet, but <laughs> there was enough for me to be okay, like okay with it. Jared fucking Leto. No, he's great. You know, and you know that's the one thing I'll give him the credit for. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, um, you know, after what's his name died, Heath Ledger. Thank you, Heath Ledger. Because my my brain said Kenneth Branagh, and I was like, fuck you. That's not Kenneth, what it is. No. Shut up. 
<laughs> yeah, but like Heath Ledger's like, yeah, there was a great actor. We, we, we if we're gonna replace this guy, we need to replace him with like somebody fucking phenomenal, like right. a, a, another Oscar actor. winning actor. Yeah, it's like you get Jared fucking Leto. There you go. Well, and the thing <laughs> is, like, it's perfect. It makes perfect sense. And it's I like, think it's I, so brilliant. I think I mentioned it when we talked about it, but he didn't want he didn't watch anything that had Heath Ledger as a Joker, because he had so much respect for Heath Ledger as the Joker. He didn't want to even accidentally steal anything by possibly seeing some of his performance. He had seen his performance, but he said, "I didn't he watch. Didn't go back. He didn't go back. I didn't watch anything with his. I didn't. I did not want to try and even live up to that. I just kind of wanted to do my own thing." And, so. and they knew going in that's what they would get from a Jared Leto. Right. So, um, you know, I, I mean, it was it was brilliant casting somebody like that for that role, especially when it's. <clears throat> Especially, kind of like just to test the waters. Yeah, because he's not a main character, so it's not like the whole no. film hinges on it. If if that if it didn't go over and people didn't like it, like oh well, you know that was it. Yeah, it's not even really part of the plot. His his role in the film, not majorly. No, it's, it's no. A, it's a I mean, it's got a, a tiny, tiny little thing uh, about him uh, going in and rescuing Harley Quinn. That's but it. it it, it's a plot device that could have been easily replaced if they had to. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they it, obviously put it and, in there and, for and him. It, and it also doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it was thrown in there just to get the Joker in there. It's definitely setting up for a Batman uh, film. Well, and as we talked about, the, DC is finally getting their fucking ass in gear and trying to start up the franchise like Marvel's been doing for the past decade. Yeah, <laughs> you eight, know, it's going decade? on. It's eight years. Eight years. They yeah, started yeah. in. They started in '08. Uh, they started with Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Right. Because Iron Man, um, or Incredible Hulk came out, and... Iron Man was the first crossover. Was was it, was, Iron first, Ma- Ed- was it Iron Man first, and then Incredible Hulk? They both came out summer of 2008. I, and I really feel like Iron Man came out first. I think you're right. It came out May of 2008, and then Incredible Hulk came out in June well, or July it, of 2008. Because I, I remember... Man- I remember at the end of the Incredible Hulk, Tony Stark walks in and talks right. to the general. So, so had Iron Man had to be first because you can't yeah. introduce Tony Stark without knowing who the fuck he is. So that you know that yeah, back then they were they were like, all right, we're we're already thinking ten years in advance. DC hasn't gotten their shit in gear since fucking uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah, you know that that they just kind of yeah, their whole. If it wasn't dynasty. for Christopher Nolan. DC <clears throat> might not even be f- trying to franchise right now. Right? That That's the God's honest truth. Because yeah. if he did not bring Batman back from the fucking grave, because after Batman and Robin in 97, they, when, did, when not, they did not make a Batman film for another five... Uh, no, they did not make a Batman film for seven or eight years. Can I, can I paraphrase that? When you say, when he brought Batman back from the grave, what you want to say is, rescued him from Joel Schumacher and Tim fucking Burton. Okay, that works too. That, 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 let's be precise here. That is pretty Tim, precise. Tim Burton fucked it up. Joel Schumacher fucked it up further. <laughs> and yeah, you know what? I, I like the first Batman too. Doesn't mean he didn't fuck it up. Yeah. And, god damn it. Holly makes me to watch Batman Returns every now and then. What? Because she likes it. Because she likes it, and it's a horrible fucking film. No, it's and it, Christopher Walken and it, can't save that. Danny DeVito is the Penguin can't save that. No, he has the best line in the film. 
Danny DeVito? Yeah. When he says, we're going to kidnap all the children, and the guy says, well, isn't that a little... And he shoots them and says, no, it's a lot! It's <laughs> 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 like... It's like, that's... That's that's like that's that's like the people behind Tim Burton, like oh, squeezing something good because right. this guy's a fuck, just losing his mind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but anyway, yeah, Christopher Nolan, he he brought that that franchise, uh, the success it has, and Warner Brothers was able to take, you know, take everything that Christopher Nolan had built, and is they're now trying to franchise just like Marvel. Had Christopher Nolan not had the trilogy that he did, which was so fucking good, better than anything Marvel has done. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some really good Marvel movies uh, uh, in their franchise, but none of them are better than the, the Christopher Nolan bat, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. None of them. They're, they're, none of them. That first bat, The Batman Begins... Probably feels the most like a comic book film out of all of them. Maybe a little bit of The Dark Knight. But that first one, with its elements of, you know, Batman on roofs and uh, roofs. Roofs? Roofs. Yeah. Rooftops. Rooftops. Sure. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, and with, with the Scarecrow, especially that scene where uh, he puts um, Scarecrow's own... Um, uh, what is it, the serum or the smoke dust that he has in his mm-hmm. own face, and he starts seeing Batman, and he's like a fucking demon. Fucking amazing. I mean, fucking amazing. All the way to, you know, Batman, j- you know, jumping down from, like, a tower and bats flying around him as he's trying to leave. Just, that's probably the most comic book, comic booky feel to that to that trilogy. And don't get me wrong. I mean, the other two movies are great. Just, just, since I'm just since I've got my hate on for Tim Burton here, hmm. I, I want to quickly ask you just to contribute here, and I'm I'm looking to confirm myself. What was the last original thing Tim Burton did? Original, original. meaning not an adaptation, not like uh um like his his retelling of a true story, not something that he didn't rip off from somebody else, but an actual. Honest to goodness, original film. What was the last one he did? Off the top of your head. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> no, not does it go, go that back far, that back. far? No, Big, no, no, a little bit further, a little bit further. Further back, further than that. Yeah. Before Pee Wee. No, no, no. I mean further. Oh, further. oh, further ahead. Maybe Beetlejuice. Almost. Almost. Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. Okay. The last original thing that fucker has done. Everything else he's done is either adaptation, a true story, that, or I'm, I'm, I'm not talking directing. I'm just talking directing. Right. And the the and, and for those of, of you who would say Big Fish, I say nay nay. Big Fish is a blatant ripoff of Secondhand Lions, and I will stand by that. They both came out the same year. Okay. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Secondhand Lions was the original, and that he was the. Oh, I can take this and make something. You know, fuck him. <laughs> I just had to get that off my chest. Good job. And and Frank and Weedy doesn't count because then he's remaking his own short film from back when he was a kid. Fuck you. You have oh, no yeah, fucking idea left. Oh yeah, when he was left. doing stop motion for Disney. Yeah, and then now just Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Yeah, fu- I I I fucking hate him. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I, and I, you know, and again, I, I'll, I'll admit, I like Sweeney Todd. I, uh, I will defend parts of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, Big Fish, Big Fish isn't a bad movie, even though I think the ending fucking blows. Uh, I love Ed Wood, but I still fucking hate him. Hmm. Did I say Sweeney Todd? I meant Sleepy Hollow. Yes, you did say Sweeney Todd. You meant Sleepy Hollow. And I wasn't going to correct you because, hey, you know, if you, you like it, you, you like it. No, you should have. I don't know what that stands. No, I do like Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, surprisingly. And I wanted yeah. to hate that Didn't film. we see? Did we see that in a the theater? I did not see it in the theater. No? I saw that. I, avoid- with, I saw it with someone in a the theater. I don't think it was me. I avoided that shit until, like, video. I still haven't seen Sweeney Todd. I haven't. I don't bother. It, at, I at haven't certain, bothered. I haven't bothered to check it out. At a certain point, I, I just can't handle Hel- Helena Bonham Carter and anything that Tim Burton does. Right. I can't. It's like it's like seeing um it's like seeing uh, uh Rob Zombie's wife in his films. Yeah, I fucking get it. Can we <laughs> you, move on from this you, shit now, please? You love her. We understand yeah. that you love her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I get it. I don't. She's got this spell over him. I don't know. Uh, it's like that uh, Clean Eastwood and what's her face. Like she was in, where she was in every one of his movies until they broke up, and then he yeah. became an Oscar-winning director. You, you mean until he <laughs> fucking dumped her? Have you ever read anything about that? How no. he broke up with her? No. Oh, it's fucking brutal. Like like he like he just like called her up and said that's it and like put all her stuff outside of the house. Get out of here! Really. Yeah, no, it was like a hundred percent like dick. <laughs> well, yeah, he, yeah, he, he just destroyed her. Bam. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Now, speaking of Rob Zombie, I'm bringing up my next film. Okay. Um, uh, and it's not, and it's not Lords of Salem. Okay. You still haven't seen that, have you? I, I, you know, my intention was to watch two movies I never saw this week, and Lords of Salem or Thirty One. That was gonna be one of the two, and I just, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm nearing the end of this year-long upgrade that I'm in, uh-huh. and no, I'm gonna no, have no. so much free time when it's done next month. Because <laughs> when I come home, it's gonna be just I'm home. That's it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna do 31. I'm gonna mention. I'm gonna bring it up. You're gonna bring it up. Yeah, because okay. I did see it. So don't. I mean, dance around everything that you need to because I do, gonna, I, I, I do no, want to see it. There's nothing really to ruin because this isn't this is a Rob Zombie film. Okay. So you know what you're going in for. You're going in for the set design. You're going in for the gore. Uh, uh, unlike Lords of Salem, you're not going in for the I, I want to be Stanley Kubrick bullshit. <laughs> um, simple setup for 31 it's almost like he's remaking is he's going back to his roots he's going back to what everybody loved which was uh house, house of a thousand, thousand corpses devil's rejects okay. so he's going back to that same type of thing so in this one it's a uh it takes place i'm pretty sure it takes place in the 70s uh it, it's it's really they, they they it's weird how they set it up where it could be the 70s but i don't think it is uh, or the 80s okay but it's got that feel so it, it's he's going for that texas chainsaw feel like he does so well um, and it's just people are kidnapped, and they're taken by uh, a group of um, rich people. You're assuming because they're dressed up like uh, fucking the Hunger Games, and I'm not exaggerating. They're dressed up like like uh, Lord Fauntleroy and, and fucking you know wigs and everything shit, and um, ball masks, and they hold what they call um, the game of thirty one because it takes place on Halloween. Oh, uh, get it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I mean, you know what? The title sucks, but. The, 
no other title would matter anyway. There's not a title you could give this film that you would, <laughs> you would be like, ah, yeah, title. It's inconsequential. Got and it. then so these people have to fight for their lives against a bunch of psychotics. Uh, many people from uh, Z- Rob Zombie's previous films are in here. You'll recognize a bunch of them from Lord, Lord uh, <sighs> House of a Thousand Corpses, etc. <clears throat> and there's Captain Howdy. Say, I imagine Captain Captain Howdy's in it. He is not in it. Is he dead? Uh, I, I, uh, is 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 Sid Haig dead? Let's find out. I wonder if he is. Did he die recently? Let's. No, no, he's still alive. Oh, I'm shocked. Seventy, uh, seventy-six years old. I, wow, yeah, he shouldn't be in these films anymore. (laughs) There's, there's, there's a line. I think there's a line. Wouldn't it be hilarious Um, if uh, Zombie couldn't get him because he was busy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you what, he's busy. Uh, in 2016, he's uh, he did two films in 2016. Uh, he, he's got f- uh, three projects in 2017 and two projects in 2018, and he's filming a film called Abruptio. But 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 are are any of them as intense as a Rob Zombie film? No. <laughs> because maybe I can I can almost see Sid Haig on the phone says, "Rob, I'm getting too old for this shit." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um. So. The, the whole film is really your kind of saw-type running through mazes, uh, traps, crazy crazy characters wearing makeup and right. shit. Um, the guy who plays... Um, uh, they, all the serial killers have head names. Okay. Uh, there's, there's Sick Head, there's Schizo Head, Psycho Head. Uh, Tornstead Vogues. Vogues? Yeah. I, I really don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, he plays Deathhead, and okay. he opens up the film, and he closes the film, and that's because he's fucking awesome. Really? The, he, I, I, he just fucking sells crazy. He really does. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, Sid I Haig mean, was in uh, Lords of Salem, so maybe he just wasn't available, or maybe Rob Zombie just thought he just wasn't. He couldn't you know fit what? him anywhere in this movie. Sid Haig was in Lords of Salem. It was a small part because I don't remember him. Of course, I spent most of the film just clawing at my eyes, so I, I could have missed him. Did, didn't you say that that was that watching that film was the most times you ever said "What the fuck"? I, I'm 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 literally just every ten minutes. What the fuck? <laughs> Not what's going on because I know how to follow a film. I know right. what's going on. I know what he's doing. But what the fuck, really? <laughs> Yeah, oh, I, I, I've never been that just exasperated with a... F- and I've, I've watched some stupid fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. We but, review you know, a lot of stupid fucking movies. But, but you know, but, you know like... Wait, wait, and, like... I, I tell you, again, any film that... I had someone online, because they, they were... Uh, I was bad-mouthing Lords of Salem, so I liked it. And I, and I mentioned at one point, it says, yeah, you know, all films that involve a satanic or witch cult trapping somebody into mm-hmm. a, into a, some kind of thing is fucking stupid. And that goes for Rosemary's Baby. And, and, and uh, the guy was like, not Rosemary's Baby. He's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rosemary's fucking baby. Yeah, you heard me. Even that one. Fucking ridiculous. And Lords of Salem does not break that chain. Who said at that? All. Was that someone uh, that we know? or? Uh, I don't know if it was Dale. It was either Dale or, or a guy I know on Facebook called Steven. Oh, okay. 
But yeah, who no. also who also follows the show. So I'm not a. We reviewed Rosemary's Baby, and we didn't. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. Well, it's a classic. It's considered a classic. Not. Nah. And <laughs> I tore it apart. No, we did. I yeah. I I I don't I don't like Rosemary's Baby. I never did. Never. I you know it's one of those. It, it's a what, shitty it, fucking movie. Yeah, and I remember it's one of those. You ever you had this experience in your life where like you grow up in these films like oh this film's great oh this film's great and then you watch it you're like what the fuck is everybody talking about right like like French Connection that's where I've gotten shit from people because all you ever hear about French Connection car chase French Connection car chase that's right French Connection has the great car chase rest of the film was fucking shoddy as shit <laughs> it's just slapdash the editing's fucking sucks there's no real storyline except for it's such a horrible fucking edit you know it's just it's a poorly made film with a great chunk of car chase in the in the middle, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I and I stand by that. But yeah, Rosemary. I remember I finally got to watch Rosemary's Baby, and it's like just like, what the fuck was everybody talking about? Yep, there's really? a few there's a few movies that are like that off the top of my head. I can't think of any other than Rosemary's Baby. But you're absolutely right. Everyone raves about, oh, this movie's so great, and then you watch it, and I'm like, I, I'm not understanding what the fucking fascination is. Now I remember Night of the Living Dead when I finally saw that as a teenager. That stood up. I mean, it, I wasn't as scared as I thought I was going to be because of the anticipation. Right. But that that film stood up on certain regards. I knew why that was deemed a classic. I got it. Yep. I, I don't get Rosemary. Hey, hey, you ever think of worshiping Satan? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. Now you've mentioned it. What, what is it. Is it good? Oh, great benefits. Great benefits. Uh, yeah. Well, let's blind your friend. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Your wife's uterus, are you attached to it? No, no, we'll figure something out. Wait, tell me more about the Satan thing. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so, so compared to Lords of Salem, 31 is kind of like a return. It's like Rob Zombie saying, like, okay, all right, okay. You, guys, you guys didn't dig Halloween 2. Lords of Salem was less than spectacular. Let me go back to what you liked me for. And he pulls it off. It's good. Good. It's not, it's nothing, it's nothing groundbreaking because any ground that was broke by it was broken by Rob Zombie back with house of a thousand corpses <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah uh he doesn't do anything that that you haven't seen before from him but there are but again uh death head is a fucking phenomenal he has like monologues in the film really? and they work did did they, he did rob zombie write the movie uh yeah yeah Let wrote me directed um yeah, when i went me. i saw him in concert and he showed the trailer for it which um, I'm and I'm like I'm at the concert and I'm just saying to myself. And the reason why I didn't get annoyed when he did show the trailer was because before the show started, and I was just thinking in the back of my head, I wonder if he's going to show the trailer for Thirty One because it's coming out soon. And then I started to think about it more and I said, you know what? If I was traveling the country doing rock concerts and I had made a movie that I was proud of or just wanting to sell. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna show the trailer. So when he did, I didn't get mad because <laughs> normally I would have been like, "What the fuck? Just play the music," you know. So when he showed the trailer, I was like, "All right, I'm fine with it." Okay, and I just I just kind of spotted that um, even though some people have said that Sid Haig uh, turned down a role in the film, uh, supposedly he was never offered a part. Oh okay. Uh, so, but there are other people from his, uh, including of course Sherry Moon Zombie. Oh, of course. Oh, man. I, I, I get why she's in everything that he does. 
you, you know because what? she puts her mouth on his penis. So that's a good it, reason. You fucking better. <laughs> so that's after, a that after that's the a words of Salem. Yeah. she better. <laughs> so that's a good enough reason right there. But and, and, I, and I will say, like Lords of Salem, I was pretty sick of her after the first ten minutes. She's not bad in this. She she's fine in this. Yeah. I mean, for, for what she's supposed to be. Okay. Uh, and at least, un, at least, at least he doesn't like blatantly show her naked in this one. Okay. Spoiler alert. Uh. You know, so that's it's almost like okay, I got past that now. I'm still gonna have her dressed like a whore, but uh, <laughs> I got past that part. And Malcolm McDowell's in it too. He plays one of the um, Hunger Games guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so Malcolm I'm, McDowell is he's he's becoming uh, a Rob Zombie guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So all I'm saying is that it's it's brutal, it's violent, it's over the top shit. It's nothing over the top that you haven't seen before. If there was anything in this film, I would say stands out as being unique. It's definitely uh, Torsten Vogue's, and I'm, I know I'm mispronouncing his name, but the guy that plays Deathhead, Torsten, um, just the. the if I if if I wasn't sold on the film, if I wasn't going to want to watch it, the opening monologue by his character, right? I, I'm fucking in. I don't care what the movie's about. I'm in. It was such a great monologue, and he delivers it perfectly. Wow. All right. So I, I mean, check it out now. Yeah. So I mean, it, I was going to check it out anyway, but I'll probably check it out sooner than later now. If I was going to s- compare it to uh, Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. I'd say it's less. It's not again. It's not kind of much falls new somewhere in, in between. Uh, I, I would say I would say both of those have something over this one. Okay. As far as originality, as far as um, homage, as far as doing something, uh, this one is a bit formulaic, if you can, if that can be said. But it, the formula works well for what he's doing. Got it. And, All and right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely it's. It's definitely worth seeing. Oh, and oh, and what's your name's in it too? Um, oh, where's hold on? Uh, uh, Meg Foster. Oh, really? Yeah, she's fucking old. Crazy eyes. Do you know how old Meg Foster is? Probably sixty. She's old. <laughs> oh, in this movie, she's old because I was like, because we're looking at her, it's like, is that who I think it is? Yeah, but no, but she's old. It's like, and, and Holly, Holly was saying, like, Holly's being very nice. She's like, oh, yeah, they made her look older in the film to make her look old. I was like, no, nah, no, they didn't make her look Stop. old. She's, Come on. <laughs> I was like, no, no, she's fucking old. She was born in 48. 48? Yeah. Okay, so she's, so she's like, uh, she's almost 70. She's 60 yeah. something. She's, yeah. yeah. She's 68 I, years old. I'm just saying. I grew up watching her, and you know, we grew up watching her in fucking in uh, they, they live. live. Sure, uh, we just reviewed He-Man, him. He-Man, He-Man, right? Or Masters so, of the Universe. Yeah. So when you see her, and this is like, wow, she's fucking old. Well, I'm looking at a picture of her from a movie called uh, The Originals, Exquisite Corpse, and she's very wrinkly. She's well, got. She's got. See, and you know what? I commend her for that oh no yeah, because no, she could have God. she could have had her face pulled back five fucking times yeah p- please please do not do not take this as if i'm being derogatory towards her as or criticizing her I, I i'm not saying that she looks bad or that you know any of that i'm just saying the age is there and f- having grown up with her at a certain age, you know and again it's like that's the weird thing with us we watch these movies and these people stay the same age all the time because we're watching the same films right. and then you see a picture of them it's like holy fuck what happened 
Uh, it's like holy shit uh, that happened to somebody else recently we were, we were talking about it I was like oh, oh yeah Meg Foster was also in Lords of Salem yes yeah, she was she was one of the witches okay um, but uh, it was when after recently we were talking about him and I looked him up I was like holy fuck he got old when did that happen so while you were watching the same film for 30 years he fucking aged idiot oh you know what I just listened to that podcast today um who the what? fuck was that we I've been listening to our podcasts uh, oh. on my drive, and it was, um, oh, fuck, was it The Pass, and you were talking about William Forsyth? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm actually thinking of, of like a conversation I had like recently with Holly over oh, somebody. Okay. Well, it was, it was brought up about how you were talking about, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I remember. It was Night of the Comet. And you, we were talking about oh, the, yeah. the guy that plays Uncle Jack in Breaking uh -huh. Bad, that actor, uh, Rob Bowen, or whatever his name is. And you were I like, the, yeah, because yeah, he was the projectionist, uh, the boyfriend. And you're like, yeah, I'm watching this movie, and he's like in his 20s, and I see him in fucking Breaking Bad, and he's in his 60s. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, and you, and you just went on about how, it, like, exactly what you talked about, where it's like, it, fuck. It's like the older he's we so get, like, old. A lot of these people just stay young in our heads because we're not seeing them, especially for like you know I don't watch TV and you know we don't so I don't we don't follow gossip shit right. so we're not seeing these people unless we're watching them in a film and then you you see them like what the fuck happened so with Meg Foster is the same thing I'm watching her in He Man and then next week I'm watching Thirty One and say holy shit <laughs> yeah I I I I commend like you said I commend her for not doing the plastic bullshit wear the wrinkles of pride you fucking earned them yeah. there's nothing wrong with with showing your age no but uh it was just a shock it's like wow and, you know it, she was she was old to the point where i didn't recognize her yeah i mean i work you know i travel at the certain wealthy areas and you see the whole pulled back plastic surgery botox and it's just i'll take the wrinkles no it just just kill the, yourself the, the the one just looks way worse than the other and if 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 that is if that's such a concern to you, just kill yourself. Because then you'll stop aging and it'll all be over. That's right. You sad, pathetic motherfucker. <laughs> but that but that's me. Uh -huh. All right. Someone who probably could use a lot of work. So no. <laughs> Are you kidding? We're men. We age like fine wine. That's right. That's right. It doesn't matter. We're guys. We don't. It doesn't matter. It's you women that are screwed with the whole looks thing. Well, that's age. what society teaches them. So. That, yeah, that's 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 what's fucked up about the world we live in. Oh, don't worry, we'll get Trump in the White House; it'll all be over. Oh, God, that might actually happen. Speaking of horror story, oh, did, but speaking of horror stories, did you see that where Stephen King uh, tweeted, uh, "Here's a horror story for you: um, a man named Donald Trump runs for president and almost wins." <laughs> and and all these people on Twitter responded, "Like, yeah, write it, write it, write it." <laughs> I was like. You can't fuck with this guy. If he's got blank paper in that house, he's going to write that shit. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm waiting now. He's got to write it now. You can't fucking tease that. He's probably going to wait to see how the election turns out. Oh, no. If he's smart, he'll, he'll, he'll release it before the election. You think he'll write 400 pages in two weeks? Yeah, no, yeah. no. I do. I yes, I do think he can write four hundred pages in two weeks. But no, he don't. He's not writing a novel. Write a short story and release it as a uh, Kindle single. He he was one of the first guys to do like um, 
the Green Mile. He released that as um, as ebooks. He was oh. one of the first people that, that grasped that concept. He released it as a serial. It was like five different things. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I know uh, I'm right. I know I'm no, right. No, 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 no. I think it, I, I don't think it was five. I think it was like uh, eight or nine, like little uh, books. I thought it was. I thought it was five. Uh, but all right, the, the number may be off. But yeah, so he was the first person to do that. He embraced the new format when everybody else was like, "Oh, e- e- internet, what the fuck." So I, if if anybody's gonna do it, he writes Kindle singles. They put them out there. I just got one of his on guns that I haven't read. So if he's gonna do it, I mean, he he would just write that out like a hundred and fifty right. pages, a uh, hundred pages or so, throw it out on fucking Kindle for free just to fuck with Trump. <laughs> it's and it's shit like that that keeps me from not liking Stephen King. I like Stephen King. I don't know what I'm saying. You can't not like him. I've, I've wanted to not like him several times, but every time you see an interview with him, I'm like, ah, yeah, I gotta like him. No, I do. No, so, you got a second film? I do. And it's what you a, got? It, it's a classic by our terms. It's a okay. film we've both seen. Get a hint? And get to get, try to guess? It's a John Carpenter movie. Oh, um, well, that fucking narrows it down, doesn't it? Thank you. <laughs> Um. Uh, let, let me let me guess. Uh, you might get it one shot. I it might. I might. Um. Because uh, it, it, it's a great and it's not Halloween. Obviously, obviously. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. It's not Halloween. Obviously, but it's a great movie to watch on Halloween. I want to. I want to say. Um, oh fuck! Why can't I think of the name now? Um, Darkness. You're yeah. That's the one. That's. <laughs> But uh, but you're forgetting the first two parts. But that's the movie. Prince of Darkness. There Prince you, Dar- yeah, you I fucking break- nailed it. I, I'm, no, I'm mixing that gin is a with- that is a great movie to watch on Halloween. I'm mixing gin with rye, and so it's throwing me off. So bear with me. Oh, that's no problem. <laughs> what bearing with me or, or mixing gin with rye? Uh, either one's fine. Uh, it's six. Okay. It is six books for uh, the Green Mile. I was cl- I was closer than eight. Haha. Okay. <laughs> yeah, technically you were closer than eight. And I remember at the time I was like, "Fuck him! This bullshit! I'm buying people to buy six books." But you know, looking back, he embraced a format because they came out ebooks first. It wasn't just the print; they came out in print as well. Right. Those little books, and like, I, and I'm, I was thinking monetary was ah, he's fucking ripping people off. But no, he embraced the whole idea of doing stuff online, and you got to commend him for that. He really, you know, he he he. He does that. He doesn't come out against things often. Uh, you got to give him credit for that. And they made that into a movie pretty quick because it oh, came out in ni- it came out in ninety six. Well, no, I mean his movies do tend to get were te- his books were tending to get made more often than others. But the book came out in nineteen ninety six. And when did Green Mile come out? Ninety eight, ninety nine, ninety nine. Don't forget. Don't forget too. He was serializing it, and it was he was really making the news because of it, the media. So there was yeah. a lot of hype behind it to begin with. So because yeah, uh, the first one came out March ninety six, and then the last book came out August of ninety six. Right. And each one was like ninety two pages, ninety six, ninety six, ninety six, ninety six, and then the last one uh, was one hundred and forty four pages. So, I mean, Jesus, that's a six hundred page book. That's a big fucking book. Yeah, it is. Well, that's, all, that's all he does. That is really all he does. His books, on average, are between six and eight hundred pages each. 
the new ones now, but uh, um, I mean, wait. Uh, no matter how you cut it, the man has a fucking gift. It's my fault. I sidetracked us. Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. The John Car- little John Carpenter film from 1987? I don't know. You tell me. You're the I, one to I want to say 1987. Hang on. Uh, let's see. And you type loud. Yeah, 87. Sorry. My microphone is near the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, with one of the the creepiest Alice Cooper scenes in a movie you'll ever see. <laughs> he was the guy with the bike. Oh, okay, all right, all right. He's just standing in a fucking alleyway, just looking now, looking like Alice Cooper. <laughs> now another film um with with uh Donald Pleasance in it. Yep. Now uh, we got two Donald Pleasant films under our belt tonight. Yep, and then he uh, also uh, what's his face from Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, what's Victor Wong? That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, he's one of the survivors. Oh shit! Spoiler. Sorry. Fuck, man. Sorry. Sorry. And and this is a film I honestly don't want to spoil. Uh, but I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, fucking watch it's 30, it because it's, it's God. It's thirtieth anniversary next year. Fuck. Now, and I'm pretty sure Shout Factory has a, a copy of this. I'm like, I'm correcting that, right? Yes. Yeah, Shout Factory has a Blu-ray of this. Definitely pick it up. Shout again, Shout Factory can't express enough how awesome shout factory is with the horror films they release on a regular basis they fucking rock yeah, it's like they know us it's they, they 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 uh took mst3k from rhino and turned it into an actually good thing uh as far i mean as far as like dvd releases they they actually excelled at making them a great box set worth having right uh and they're they're they you know again a blu-ray special edition of dolls Fuck yeah! Oh yeah, they also have a, a collector's edition of Exorcist Three, which apparently is one. like an alternate cut. What? Uh, from what I understand, it's a. Uh, or is it? No, maybe it's not an alternate cut. It's the unrated version that you don't get to see any anywhere. I, I definitely need that, and you know, and that's the funny thing you mentioned it because um, uh, the one thing I have with Exorcist Three, my big problem with it is I've I've read that. Uh, Carpenter was supposed to direct it. Oh, really? But when he, yes, but when he found out that Blatty wanted to direct, he stepped out and said, "Okay, Blatty can direct." And I, I still say to this day that any weaknesses in that film in Exorcist Three would have been removed if fucking Carpenter had directed that. Yeah, because he was still in his prime. He was just coming off of Prince of Darkness when that movie was. Uh... Right. And I still say they should have swapped. Blatty should have uh, directed Prince of Darkness, and Carpenter should have directed Exorcist Three. Yeah, what was Carpenter doing at the time? Um, was it Invisible Man with Chevy Chase? Was that the compromise? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, didn't he take his name off of that for a while? Probably. Or, you know what? I think if I remember correctly, the Invisible Man is one of if not the only film that doesn't say John Carpenter's like and then the title of the movie. I'm pretty sure it says The Invisible Man and then in the credits it says directed by John Carpenter. And I don't think that's the studio winning. I think that's John Carpenter saying, "Yeah, don't don't put my name above it. I'm not going to do an Alan Smithy on you, but I don't want it to say John Carpenter's blah blah blah." I want my molecules back. What the <laughs> 
It wasn't just wasn't it memoirs of the invisible of an invisible man? It could be. That's that's the name of the book. Uh, memoirs of an invisible man. Did he do the music for that? I don't think so. He does the music for everything that he makes. I, I can't. I can't you find know what? it. He he didn't do the music for that. What 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 year was that? Nah, I want to say that's eighty nine or ninety. Because I can't find it. Ninety two. You found it? Yeah, memoirs of an invisible man. It is memoirs. Okay, because I've read the book that it's based on. Oh God, that is a horrible movie poster. It's the DVD yeah, no. one. Oh, there there was no good movie poster for that film, and uh, the the reason I'm trying to find it is I'm just trying to confirm something before I say it. Uh, there it is. There it is. Thank you. 1992. Yeah, I, I read the book. The book is long, and and a lot of it is just on the technicalities of how. And it's it's kind of faithful to the book. I'll be honest to to an extent. Um. But uh, I'm just looking up. Um, yeah, w William Goldman was one of the screenwriters. That's what I wanted to get. Make sure I was because uh, I love William Goldman. He's a fucking he's a pro screenwriter. And uh, I remember reading one of his books, and he talks about writing Memoirs of Invisible Man, and he he's going back and forth between Chevy Chase and Carpenter, and he goes to the Carpenter and says, Yeah, so you know we want to make this a comedy. You know we got Chevy Chase, we do comedies, so we're looking you know so we get the humor in there. And then we go to Chevy Chase, and Chevy says, "Yeah, well, the main thing I'm concerned about is I really want to make sure I want to I want to bring up the pain of being an Invisible Man." Hmm. And he kept going back and forth. He's like, "You guys aren't making the same fucking film." <laughs> he's like, "Hey, was like, this is he, he, like he, he's called it from the beginning. This isn't going to work because the two of you aren't doing the same movie." And he was stuck in the middle of it. It's one of those great just stories where, yeah, no, this film was fucking doomed from the start. Yeah, and from what I gather, from you know, from what I've heard from Chevy Chase, even all the way back to Saturday Night Live with Bill Murray having issues with him, um, he's, he's a, a dick. He's a dick. He's hard to work yeah. with. When he was on that show, uh, what was it, Community? It was uh, he was on a TV. You, you, have you yeah. heard the voicemails that he's left? I mean, I, I, I've heard about it. Yeah, he, never he, actually... they're fucking legendary. Just talking <laughs> about how he's funnier than the show is, and he's not being he's not being made written funny enough, and that the, they're losing out, and just all this shit. You know, it's just like he's way past his prime. There was a point in time where he was funny or funny enough. And it just, you got lucky, dude. You know, you, you had some pretty good scripts written for you. And it just, he's, I'd like to meet him, but I, I get the feeling that I'd be disappointed. Like he would, oh, yeah. like he'd be an asshole to me or something. Oh, definitely. When I, when I was genuinely just trying to be nice. Like uh -huh. I, I get, you know, some people have those horror stories where they meet their heroes or they meet people that they admire in film or whatever, and it just, they suck. Oh, sorry. You know, your heroes always disappoint you. That's the one thing I hear all the time. You know what? I'll, I'll say it. I think he jumped the shark. Oh, you're really? Um, with, no, no, no. Well, you mean John Carpenter? No, no, no. Or Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Okay. About Chevy Chase. We'll go back. You know, you know, you know what, when... Carpenter jumped the shark. You, we were both there. You know what movie that is? Oh yeah, that was uh, 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 Mission to Mars. No, not yes. Mission to Mars, but the, the Mars, Mars movie. Mar um, the Mars movie. The fuck was that called? Mars Attacks. No. No. 
something on Mars. Ghost of Mars. Ghost, Ghost of Mars. Of Mars. That was that was back in the old days of bootlegs, like where it's like, oh, Scott, I got this copy. And he, like you brought it over to my house, and like we're all sitting around, all four of us, like yeah, we're, my my apartment. We're just like, we're gonna watch this. Yeah, Carpenter's newest film, and just not even a half hour into it, we were just like dumbstruck. Like, this is fucking horrible. <laughs> oh my! I remember God. I was so excited when I brought it because it was oh, like because we it was it came out theatrically that weekend. We're like, we're here, we're yeah. watching it in your house. When realistically we'd be there in a theater watching it, it was like it was like that little giddiness of we're uh -huh. watching we're watching the same movie at home, and then we were like, "Fuck!" No wonder why I was able to find a bootleg on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's just just so crestfallen. I mean, Vampires wasn't great, but it had its moments. Right. And you could sit right. It's like yeah, all right. Not every film's gonna be fucking awesome, but this was just flat out horrible. And it, it it so blatantly stole from other previous films of his. Mm -hmm. It was almost like, yeah. It was, it was just, oh, uh, but no, I, for Chevy Chase, I'm just looking back just to confirm. I I really feel like he jumped it, and I, and I actually do like Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh, you but, like but the I, movie? I I do I do like it on a certain level. I'm not saying it's a good film, but I like it. I like seeing I like Sam Neill as a bad guy. I think Chevy does a decent job at it. I think the film has its flaws, and I think most of them have to do with again. Uh, the background of Chevy Chase and Carpenter making two different films, but uh, I, I think really he uh, he jumped it. I think this last really great performance and great film was Nothing But Trouble. Nothing Which, but trouble. Just not a very well liked film. And now most people would say Christmas Vacation was the last good film he made. Chevy Which Chase. Is, yeah. Which yeah. is right before Nothing But Trouble. But Nothing But Trouble was like one of those films where, oh, he teamed up with Dan Aykroyd. It's an oddball film, so he's taking yeah. kind of a chance here. Yeah. To Demi Moore and John Candy. Yeah. So that was like, like it, it, you, you got to give him credit for doing a film that's a bit offbeat like that, especially when the original title was Valkenvania. Was that but the then, original title? Jesus. That was the original title. It's the name of the town. That was the original title. I remember reading about it in like Fangoria or one of those magazines, and they were calling it Valkenvania. So that was the working title. Um, but after that, he did Cops and Robertsons. Oh God, with Jack Palance. <laughs> yeah, and and that, that was pretty much the Cops and Robertsons was the beginning of the end. That was when he pretty much said, "I have nothing else to offer." Yeah. Uh, and then everything else he did beyond that, if if he was starring in it, sucked ass. Uh, oh yeah, that, gonna, that fourth uh, Lampoon's Vegas. movie, Vegas Vacation. Yeah. Ooh, I saw that. Had, in a, I saw it in a movie theater too. You know, the, the only part of that film that's really great is, is when they're when he's t they're talking about the kids. He says, you know, it's like we don't even recognize him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice in-joke. You know, everything else was like, eh. But, yeah, but from that point on, except like it, it, when he does like, a, like, like you know, when he when he appears in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine, little cameos like that, he's fine. But as far as like a starring guy, that's right. it. That's the, he's done. No one gives a fuck anymore. And when did he? When, when was what was his TV show? That was even uh, Community. Was, no, no. Remember, he had his own talk show. Oh God, that was like, what was that early nineties? Was it? I'm I'm trying to find it. Uh, let's see. It's gonna be Self Entertainment Tonight. No, not Entertainment Tonight. It's not gonna be under his credits for his films. It'll be under. I mean, as an actor, he was acting in it. No, but it's... I don't think so. 
dead silence as Scott and Joey look at the computer screen. You know, it's funny. Uh, like I said, I've been listening. The Chevy Chase show it was called. Yeah. But where is I can't find it. 1977? That can't be right. That can't be right. That's not that's not the one we're thinking about. Yeah. You know, it would be quicker if I just did a Google search for it. Yeah, why haven't you done that yet? I'm doing it now. Too late. You found it? No, I'm saying too late. You should have done it like five minutes ago. The Chevy Chase Show. Okay, so he had another show called The Chevy Chase Show in 1993, which that's was, the a, one. was a talk show. That's that's the one. That's the one where, where that was bombed. It was like a, a late night show. Yes. Yeah, that 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 bombed worse than um than um. Ooh ooh ooh! What's his oh, name? Oh fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! What? Uh, it aired. First episode aired September. Listen closely. September seventh, nineteen ninety three. Uh huh. Final episode aired October first, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, no, it's, I'm saying it, it bombed, yeah. Holy mother. Yeah, it lasted not even a month. That's, that's weird. They don't have under acting credits. I don't know why. Uh, it's under writing credits. Yeah, he he he, he was a writer on that. Uh, yeah, there were only 14 episodes. Cuz it was a, it was a it was a nightly show, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was a late night show. Yeah, it was late night. Oh God! There's yeah. a picture of him. It says, "Look who's ready to fill the late night gap," and it's he's got a gap in his teeth, so he looks like David Letterman. Ha 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 ha! Yeah, good good work there, Chevy. And that kind of like proved it there, because again, if we're talking '93, then we're talking around the time he did. Uh, that no, was uh, after memoirs. That was after memoirs. After memoirs and nothing but trouble, right around that yeah. time period. Yeah, and, and that was when that was everybody kind of said, "Hey, you know, well, we're done with you, Chevy." Chevy, get the fuck out. Yeah. Shut the lights off when you go. <laughs> Actually, even like, even his cameo in the did you see the new Vacation film? Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but it was. Here's the thing with that. It wasn't bad, but the entire time I watched it, I also just kept saying, it's, this isn't bad, but it's completely unnecessary. Oh, no, definitely. Definitely. And I, I like the fact that in the beginning of the film, they even they even like broached the subject in oh, the dialogue. Oh, yeah, it's like, our vacation is going to hold its own. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like, going to be like the original vacation, but it's going to be a new vacation, and it's going to be a fun vacation. It's, it's going to be its own vacation. It's going to be its own vacation. It's going to hold its own. It's like, yeah, not but, really. But even when Chevy Chase makes a cameo near the end of the film, you're like, yeah, I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know. We know why you're here, but we it, don't care. It, it's like, you know what? It, it kind of reveals a new part of your soul because you're sitting through this film and you're thinking, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of very reminiscent for the original. I want the original back. I want to see the original again. And then you get to Chevy and he shows up and said, no, I don't want to see you. <laughs> I want to see, see you the, from 40 years ago. Yeah, I want to see the original. I, who gives a fuck about you? You're just annoying me now. <laughs> so, how old is Chevy Chase now? Oh, um, uh, he's he's nineteen seventy-three. Yeah, he's he's uh. As a matter of fact, he just turned seventy-three. Uh huh. From Woodstock, New York. Word is that his real name, Chevy Chase, or did he steal I, uh, it from no, Maryland? Did he steal it from Maryland? Born Cornelius Crane Chase. Okay. So he stole it from Maryland because isn't there a Chevy Chase Maryland? Yeah, but I don't know if that's... Yeah, he stole it from them. Oh, okay. 
fucker. He did. Cornelius Crane. Where do you get Chevy out of that? No, you stole it. You drove through the fucking... You drove on the turnpike, and you stole it. You, you know where you get Chevy from that? You get that from Don't Call Me Fucking Cornelius. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So he, he grew up as Cornelius. Yeah, there's... No wonder he's a dick. There's a bit of, like, pent-up childhood rage from that. Do you think everyone just calls him Chevy always? Or do you think, like, there's some people in his personal life that can call him, like, Cornelius? Family members, maybe. I don't know. Hey, weird. Uh, it, it, <laughs> it reminds me of totally off topic, but I'm going to mention it now because fuck it. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're having like uh, board of education elections around here. Okay. Coming up, November, and one of the signs up. The guy's name is Turdo. Turdo. T U R D O. <laughs> Turdo was his name. Right now, here's my argument. Anybody running for board of education with the last name Turdo? Yeah. Is only running because they have a diabolical scheme to get back on all the kids that used to make fun of him growing up with the last name Turdo. Huh. <laughs> there's no, there's no way he doesn't have like a ten-stage plan that involves like you know like some humiliating millions of like elementary school kids, just to get back, get even with the fucking children that made his life miserable. There's no way. That's why I'm voting for him. Oh, you are? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I'm hoping he has got that plan in it. I want to see. It, I want to see it come to fruition. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Turtle? I, I found out uh, that uh, in Union, where I live, yeah, uh huh, um, that the uh, the church that I can literally walk to from my house. I'm not going to, so don't worry. Uh, that one of the priests is a child molester. Really? Yes. Now he didn't do any of this in New Jersey. He did it in Pennsylvania, and the archdiocese shipped him here. They sent him to our church in town. Oh, cool! And then we found out about it, and we're sending him the fuck back. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he was—he's been arrested because I believe the reason he was arrested is because he ain't done with that Pennsylvania shit yet. <laughs> They sent him out here, and it's like, no, no, no. You need to take care of that, and then don't come back. <laughs> I read that, and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'm happy that they're getting rid of him, because if they just, if the town just looked the other way, that that would make me feel dead inside. <laughs> but they didn't. They saw that, you know, he, Joey, he did Joey. some shit, and they're sending him out. Don't worry, Joey. I'll find something else to make you feel dead inside. Oh, cool. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm good at that. Oh, good. Yeah, let's let's not do that tonight. But but anyway, Prince of Darkness. Um, yeah. Have we even started reviewing that yet? Not not really. Not really. Because we're like an hour and a half into the show. Yeah. <laughs> it's like almost time to end. Well, you know, we missed last week, so fuck it. No, no I'm good. Yeah. No. Um. Prince of Darkness. Uh. Probably one of the more original films by Carpenter. Yeah, I think when uh, when we reviewed Legend, um, because I challenged it to you, and then you challenged me to something else, which we will... Shit, what is that movie? The fuck? I don't what? know. You, you challenged me list. something off a of Legend, which we'll be reviewing next week. Um, but any, Willow? No, it's not. But if, if it was the other way around, I would have challenged you to Prince of Darkness. Because my connection, obviously, is the devil. But then, secondly, 
when Tim Curry, when uh, when he when he's coming out, you know, and he comes out, his leg comes out, and then the hoof the hoof hits the ground and all that, and like he just kind of comes out like that. There's yeah. that whole scene in Prince of Darkness, like where his hand is starting to come out of the the mirror slash water, and it's like that's my connection. I would have totally mm. challenged your Prince of Darkness based off of that. Uh, okay, from, from Legend. And because yeah. it's the devil too. I mean, the connection is even bigger. But so, what what I like about Prince of Darkness is the basic story is these scientists have opened a doorway to hell. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm I'm, I'm well, remembering that. Well, it's right? at a it's at a college. What, it's it, in it, an old church. It's like the church slash like college campus. It felt well. That's what it felt like anyway. Uh huh. I haven't actually seen it in a while. And but, but the scientists uh, have this thing. But yeah, they, they they kind of they have this it's like this orb not orb, it's like a cylindrical tank. A tube, yeah. Yeah, and it's just got this green shit just spinning around inside. Right. And it's it houses the, the devil. It's like this portal to the Portal to the portal to hell. Portal to hell. Yeah. And uh, of course they don't know what to fucking do with it. Yeah, it is a deserted church. So And and it starts leaking evil. Yeah, and it started affecting everyone that was involved with the research. The, right. the researchers. Oh, the other guy that is also from um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, the uh, Asian dude, the one that played Kurt Russell's best friend. That's what. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, uh, the, the other guy, Victor Wong, who was um, uh, Egg Shen. He's oh, also. Egg Shen, he's also. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays one of the scientists. Uh, yes. Yeah, he's yeah yeah he's a scientist. All right, yeah, I'm sorry. I was I was thinking of the uh, Burton sidekick. Yeah, but you're right. Egg Shen's in there too. And and um uh what's his name um the uh um the <laughs> what Carpenter's Carpenter's uh, main actor. Oh, James like, Jam- uh, Jameson Parker. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking everything. Fucking mustache man. Oh yeah. And what I love about the film. Is that he he bookends it with this weird time travel thing? Uh, yeah. And it's like it's it's the one thing the film doesn't need, but it's great. <laughs> There's no denying it. It which which one that it didn't need it or that it's great? No, that it's great. Oh, yeah, it, uh, well, it didn't need it, and it is great. I mean, yeah, that, it's, that's. It's just, there isn't and a truer it, statement. It, it's it's, yeah. It's like it really. There's no reason for it, but it adds such a weird twist. Not a twist. I would say an angle to the film that I don't fucking get it. I still don't understand why it's in there. <laughs> or except except that he wanted some kind of twist ending, and so it, yeah. But but it's almost like a twist beginning too. He's like, what the fuck is this about? It's just weird. It almost—I don't know why—but it kind of almost reminds me of Videodrome, not through any sense of style or anything, but just, just like taking like video transmissions to the next step. Yeah, it was almost like it—you it, can't even call it an homage because Videodrome in this film were only five years, four years removed. But you can you see, there's that se- there's that sensibility of trying to mix media in with other stuff, right? Uh, which he does in, in They Live too, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's just something about that, that bookend, that, that kind of, that, the whole time travel thing that 
I just it's one of my favorite parts of the movie. I hate to say it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's one of the things I really remember about the film. It's just that, that beginning ending because it's just so bizarre and so out of place and so not needed in a film about a gateway to hell that it just makes it for me. I don't know. I can't explain it. Well, I mean, you're always partial to uh, time travel. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for time travel. That's why Kate and Leopold is still on my list as well. Looper. Leopold. Le- Looper, because eh, it tries to get too clever and it fucks up in the process. But uh, well, I kind of dug Looper. I, yeah. I I thought uh, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt just doing his best Bruce Willis, and then doing makeup on him to try and give oh. him like the snub nose and horrible. I, I thought that they were going the extra mile with that, and I, I give them points for it. No, I, I take all points for that bullshit. So really? <laughs> oh, we have to give them the fucking nose too. Come, ah, uh, yeah, you know, no, yeah, I, I but the, the, but the theory, the, 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 they, they, they are too clever with the time travel thing, and they fuck it up because it doesn't make any fucking sense. The whole idea of a looper, and we're not going to get into it, no. doesn't make sense. There's no rational reason to have that whole looper thing, and that's the name of the film. So automatically, I'm fucking done. Right. But I still against time travel. Still, I still can't. I still can't. I won't swear it off. But it's not one of my favorite time travel films. <laughs> I mean, there's flaws in almost every time travel film. Oh Back yeah. To the Future. Back to the Future's got major flaws, but it's still a great fucking sure. series. Even a third one. I don't want to hear otherwise. I still kind of like the third one. Me too. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to hear otherwise. Fucking time train. <laughs> Hot Tub Time Machine. Fucking awesome. Yeah. I like the sequel. There I have, you go. I, you liked it? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Not not great. Didn't need to be made, but it's it's fun. Yeah? Yeah. It's, well, you it's, know what it is? I, th- I think it's it's fun because of the the, 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 char- the characters, the actors in the film. They're fun, the, they're fun to watch. Yeah. I will say this. I still watch to- Hot Tub Time Machine at least once every couple months. It's a great movie. I, I've only seen Hot Tub Time Machine 2 the one time. Okay. So it doesn't hold water compared to that, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> uh, the, the, to this date, the only time travel film I do not like is Millennium. Chris Christopherson. Yes. <laughs> My God. They played, only that, one. they played that film constantly on Cinemax. Yeah, I've, I've grown to hate it. Nothing redeeming about that film. Only one. Name any other time travel film. I can at least, at the very least, I'll say, eh, it was okay. So here, here's the here's the big question. Is it on your Plex? Millennium? Yeah. No. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No. All right. I'll give you points for that. Uh-uh. I've actually, I've actually been deleting some films off my Plex. Oh, because, you know, 4,000. Yeah, for well, I I maxed out two of the hard drives. I was like, ah, <laughs> I'm not in a situation to buy a fourth hard drive right now. Let's pare this back a little bit. Do you um, do you uh, what was... oh, is your Plex still not working? It's working. What do you mean? Well, whenever I uh, whenever I look at it, it always says that the connection isn't secure or some shit. I don't know what's going on with that. We have to, you and I have to talk later. Fine. But it's working for me on my end, and I've, I've I've logged into it fine, so I don't know what's going on with you. It might it might be something with her router. We have to we have to go over that. I don't I don't watch movies off your Plex. It's a 
be completely honest. Then why are you looking? Oh, I, no. Well, I look to see what you've gotten lately to see. It's like, oh, okay. He's gotten well, that. I don't have that. It reminds me of stuff that I need to get. Again, you, you and I need to talk after the, sh- after the show some other time about that. we got to take a look at the router. I think it has to do with the router. Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. That's an easy one. But, yeah. Uh, um, we can open up ports. Make your, um, make your life a little easy. Sure. But um, Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Definitely worth, I, I recommend it. It's, it's, I, I would say it's better than The Fog. Easily. Oh, yeah. It's one, would, of, it's one of Carpenter's best films. Would you say top three or top five? Carpenter? Yeah. <sighs> Shit. If I, oh, man. What would I put in a... I'd say top five. Okay, what, what is it for? So the top three ever, ever in the history of Carpenter, ever. Obviously, The Thing. Obviously. Uh, obviously that's, that's the top. That's escape, number one. Escape from New York. That's probably your number one, number two. Yeah, even though I'm not a huge fan of Skate from New York, I, I have to agree with that, yeah. <sighs> Big Trouble Little China. That, that's my three. I, I, I'm a, 100% on board with that. And then a four and a five, I think Prince of Darkness is in there somewhere. You know? What, what's what, what's in there with it? Maybe maybe Christine? Eh, I've, yeah. I've always been partial to Christine. Uh, a bit formulaic, though. Yeah. You know what's funny? And you're going to enjoy this story. I always get into an argument with uh, with Mary Ellen and her mother about Christine. And I always get into an argument uh, because they always tell me that the book is better. And that the movie is horrible. And their main reasoning is because the car talks in the book but doesn't talk in the movie. So I have to try and be, be nice in the process. Because I've read the book. Yeah, me too. You know, I've read the book, and uh-huh. you know what? A talking car ain't gonna fucking work. No. It, you know, I said you gotta sacrifice some things when you go from the page to the screen, and a talking car. I no. first of all, I, I try to explain to them that narration of almost any kind is a fucking no no. It almost never <sighs> works. So now, if you got a car that talks, basically because it doesn't have a mouth that moves, it's narrating at that point. They don't get it. They don't understand. I said, I've read the book. I enjoy the book. The movie, the way Carpenter did it, where the car doesn't talk, and then you have all these little subtle things from the car that you mm-hmm. understand it anyway. Yeah. It's It, it works. Mm-hmm. So I, I get into arguments with them all the time about it. Yeah. I also get into arguments all the time that S- Stephen King's It is the greatest Stephen King... I'm like, no. Not even fucking close. No, no, no. No fucking way. I go, you want a great Stephen King TV movie? Watch Salem's Lot. I'm partial to the Langoliers myself, but that's because it's time travel. Fuck the Langoliers. No, I like the Langoliers. It's time travel. Well, it's better than it. Um, for your top five, I, I'm going to have to bump Christine out of there and All put right. They Live in there. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck Christine. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I, I like Christine. I, 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 yeah, Definitely no, no, no. no. I, yeah, you're right. I mean, Christine probably moves into a number six spot. You know what? You know what I like? Neither of us even, like, considered Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. 
No. Yeah, I mean, I like Halloween, but that's yeah, nowhere like, near no. the top five. Yeah, just because that's what like he, he, you know he hung his hat on. Shit, no. I might even put him in the mouth of madness before Halloween. Uh, yeah, you know, definitely. You know, fucking Sam Neil going fucking cr- slowly going insane. Yeah, uh-huh. I might go in the mouth of madness before Halloween. Although, yeah, I mean, if feet to the fire, I probably put Halloween there because someone might look at me funny. <laughs> it's like you did you know, what? You know, as far as far as his classics go, like The Fog, Halloween, uh, um. Escape from New York, right. uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, which sure. is really is a classic there. Uh, but like if, uh, among all of those, I would say Escape from New York is the, probably the best of them. Oh yeah, it just has far, it has everything. Just, just, but just as far as not being formulaic, even though Halloween kind of like made the formula, right? In some ways for slasher films, or you know like minted it. Um, not invented it, but kind of like it was set completely a unique. Nothing it set like a it. Had, yeah, nothing had been done like it before. Well, they had, they had done slasher films before, but it was, but the, again, like the, the tone and the setup and the follow through, it, it was a very distinct style that was copied ad nauseum going yeah. forward. Um, but yeah, I, out of all of them, I think Escape from New York was like the most unique and the most um, representative of the talent he had as far as not only. Um, coming up with great ideas for films, but uh, having a unique vision on the screen. Yeah, and even to this day, still holds up. And, and I even like Escape from L.A., and I don't want to hear it. Yeah, that's another film I have to defend. Yeah, I, even though it's basically a remake of Escape from New York. I'm just happy that it that I got to see Snake Plissken again. And yeah, right. let me tell you something. I love the ending. Oh yeah, best fucking ending ever. That's right. It it was actually he actually improved upon the Escape from New York ending. It's, it's like it's it's like one step over that one. I, I I just liked it. I thought it was good. Um, I hope, I really hope, and John Carpenter doesn't have to be involved, but I hope I get to see Snake Plissken in another movie again. Give it to someone who's <sighs> just full of piss and vinegar, you know. That's really going to do it. I don't give a fuck that Snake Plissken is 60. I really don't. I swear to God, I really don't. And they were talking about remaking that or rebooting it. And, you know, like Gerard Butler was going to be Snake Plissken. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm okay with anyone being Snake Plissken other than Kurt Russell. It would have to be somebody very good. And you know what? Kurt Russell could still do it. I. He could still do it. Yeah, yeah. If if they. Mm-hmm. You know, It'd I mean, it, it once Kurt Russell, let's say, you know, once he's gone, you know, after he hits his hundredth birthday, uh, then you can go and reboot it because you have no other choice. If someone else is Snake Plissken, they better be fucking mesmerizing. And that's going to be hard to fucking do, because Snake Plissken doesn't fucking talk a lot. You know, they're going to have to embody the character. They're going to have to give you everything with their just presence on screen. And that's not going to be easy. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's not. Um, You know, they gave uh, Mad Max to, uh, what's his face? Over Mel Gibson. And, oh, what the fuck's his name? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy is the new, you know, he's the new Max. 
and it works because Max never talked a lot, you know. It, uh, it also works because he's not the main character, really. Right. I mean, uh, he's, he, he. I mean, even though technically he is, uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, Charlize Theron. She's pretty much like the big character in it. Like, right. She carries the film, so to speak. Right. Um, and, and, could yeah. No Gibson still be Mad Max? I'm so fucking lootly. He could do Mad Max right now, and he would do it really good. He could have been in Fury Road, and it would have been the, the same. For real. But Hollywood has kind of shunned him, so they've, they've moved past him. Um, but I, I wouldn't was, say Hollywood shunned Mel, Mel Gibson. Yeah, they don't really um, support him very much anymore. That's why he hasn't uh, but, directed a movie in like 10 years. Do you think that's Hollywood, or it's just it, him it's, like... It's Hollywood, and then of course it's him slitting his own throat with the voicemails to his ex-wife. You know, yeah, just, I, I mean, it, it's a lot of different things. Uh, it's a lot. A lot of it has to do with they were not backing Passion of the Christ. He had to put up all his own money for it. You know, it it just he kind of dug his own grave with that. But Passion of the Christ, we're talking back in uh, two thousand four. Yeah. Oh yeah, made a shit ton of money, but you know whether whether people want to admit it or not, Hollywood. There's a there's there's quite a few Jewish people in Hollywood. And, really? Uh, well, that, that's, you mean they uh, they run Hollywood, Joey? Yeah. Uh, so when you make a movie like Passion of the Christ, and I've had that confirmed, by the way, I, I worked with a Jewish uh, fellow, and uh, I asked him about that. So the Jews run Hollywood? So yeah. <laughs> it's like duh. So I have that on good authority. Doy. Yeah. So. Now it just—it's uh, a no, shame I because I—I I, I think he would—he would—he could still do Mad Max and do it well. But you know, again, like these actors that get older, it's like you know, at a certain point, you just gotta—and he talk about a guy did a lot of action films for a long time. Oh yeah. I mean, look at Bruce Willis. At some point, he's just gonna be like, "Fuck, done." Yeah. Done. You know, there's only so much. Even with stunt doubles, there's only so much you can fucking do before you just right. like. Ah, I'm done. I'm just, you know, let me root this age. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I mean. But I, 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 I can't, I don't want to, maybe it's just my own personal uh, taste. I don't want to see anyone else's Snake Plissken. I just, I know, don't. I, I still, lo I love Kurt Russell like an uncle. Well, look you know? at the Rock Horror remake that just came out. Oh, the one that they did on Fox? On, yeah, uh, yeah. On television. I avoided yeah. it. Don't I, care. I watched it. Don't I watched care. it. You know what I, I did? I watched I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show. All right. I've got a I've got a 17-year-old stepdaughter that uh, was really looking forward to do it, so we made her watch the original and annoyed the fuck out of her because we were doing the audience participation all the way through it. <laughs> Because I grew up with I I never saw the film until I was like in my late teens. But as a as like a as an elementary school student, I knew the film forward and back, from the picture book, from the uh, album, from the audience participation album. I knew the fucking movie before I ever saw it. Yeah, I've never seen it in the theater. Me neither. But I know. Yeah, but I I know all the audience participation. I know Mayor, what they do. Mayor has actually seen it at one of those uh, the theater participation you know uh, nights. 
yeah, I've never I've never gone. I just never got around to it. So I and I watched uh, we watched the remake with her. Uh, I watched half of it the night that she did because we didn't end up we ended up not recording. So I watched half of it with her then, and we watched the repeat. And I was fair on certain things. And I, I, I you know, I, I wasn't like, oh, nobody could do it with Tim Curry ever. You know, I was like, all right, give it a chance. He was in that too. He was the the narrator. Was the, or yeah, the, he was, yeah, yeah, the criminologist. How bad is his stroke? Uh, you could tell. Yeah. He he did well considering like uh, physically he didn't look like it, but when he talked, you could tell. He was, he was recovering. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was pretty obvious. Um, and he's, they've got him sitting and like, he's not even moving because, you know, paralysis. So they, they, they had like somebody else flipping pages and stuff for him. So he didn't have to move. Uh, mm. so it's pretty blatant though. I, I will say that, you know, it, like it's hard, to, it's hard to say like, you know, again, a movie that's been around for so like decades and you, you, you're so used to that. It's really hard to say. Okay, now let somebody else do it. Right. So I, I was open. The I, I will. The one thing I will say about it that they shouldn't have done. It was stupid. Is that they actually have? They start off with people watching it in a movie theater. So like five or five or eight times during the film, they cut to the audience actually participating in the film. Oh. And it sucked. It was horrible. It was just like they're reminding you, hey, this is a thing. And we're like, yeah, we know. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> It, it was too, it was self-referential to the point of like where it's almost like they were afraid to let it stand on its own and uh, it it took away from whatever that could have accomplished uh, but yeah and again I, I was like the guy that played Riff Raff's like eh they hired him for his voice I don't like him I, Richard O'Brien you can't replace him but you know they, at least they did it a little differently. They restylized it. They made it more of a musical than a movie, which I didn't like because I don't like musicals. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but just thinking like that, it's like it's like it's it's hard to break some of those. You don't want to be the, the grumpy old guy. They're like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah nobody can replace Chaplin. Like, <laughs> Shut up, Grandpa. You're stupid. You know, it's just you, you don't want to be that guy. You want to be able to roll with it and take the new things, and that's why. Some of these remakes, I'm like, like with Mad Max, like, oh, good, about time, you know, low budget film. They never really did it right after the first one, you know, all this crazy bullshit. It's hard to get a budget. It's nice to see that. It's, it's good. With Charlie and Chocolate Factory, uh, why'd you do uh, it? You know, every, uh, but I, I think you bring it up to, to hurt me. <laughs> I I bring it up because I, I was dead set against it, and I'm not saying it's a good film, but there are aspects to it I thought were improvement over the original. Should it ever been made? No. no. It was just Tim Burton stroking his own ego. Uh, that's all it was. And there's some of these films that they, they announce, like like the Lethal Weapon TV show. Who the fuck? That shit's still on, right? I, I grabbed the first episode. I haven't watched it. I grabbed that and the MacGyver. They just rebooted MacGyver. Too. Oh, they rebooted MacGyver? Yeah, I grabbed the first episode of each just for shits and giggles, but I have not watched either of them. Um... I will eventually, but uh, I, I, it's like I, I just try to. But then I've heard great things about Westworld. Yeah, no, I, I, I've heard. Uh, yeah, it was a horrible movie. Yeah, I, I've heard. I Mare watched the first episode of Westworld, and she says, uh, "says Did you watch it yet?" Because I was like, well, "You watched it without me." No, I haven't watched it yet. But uh, she's like, "Well, did you watch it yet?" I'm like, "No, I haven't gotten to watch it yet." She keeps asking me if I've watched it. I'm like, you shouldn't have watched it without me. But she l really liked it. 
And she was like, I don't understand the Ed Harris character. And I'm like, ugh, you've never seen the original movie, have you? Because <laughs> the Ed Harris character is the Yule Brenner character. Oh. From okay, what I understand. Um, and, I'm, and she's like, I don't understand what's going on. What, what is this? What? I'm like, holy shit, you never saw the original movie? It's like, no, I never did. I'm like, all right. I told her, I go, you should probably watch the original film, and then we can watch this, the TV show together. Oh, I should you're make so mean. I should make her watch the original movie. Ah, oh, so mean. Yeah. All right, just don't make her watch Future World. Future World, no, so I won't. There's no won't, reason to watch that. I won't make her watch that. No reason whatsoever. But I, I'm just saying, it's like it's like it's hard. It's hard. I, I think the, the the point in my life where I stopped becoming uh, hard 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 against remakes as soon as they were announced was was with uh, Walking Tall. Oh, okay. Not saying it was a great film, but I was like, all right, hold on. It was like a low-budget original film. It's got a great cult following, but why not? And I watched the remake. It's like, yeah, you know what? I like The Rock, and it was decent. They they retold it in the modern setting. And they 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 uh, modernized it a little bit, and they did what they could with it. And I'm I'm okay with that. It doesn't take away from the original. Right. Uh, so it's like that's when I started softening a little <laughs> bit. It's like. It, so it's just it's hard as you and i be hit middle age uh <laughs> like like a, like a fucking freight train it's just you you gotta find that leeway where you say ah you know what yeah maybe we should do like a, a westworld tv show or whatever again i'm making tv series based off of shitty sci-fi films i'm all for that i i think they should remake shitty films because that you have the most room for growth don't make really really wonka that's a classic remake fucking uh uh, you know, remake Dolls. Sure. Which I like, but still, it's a low-budget horror film. I mean, you know, s stop with the fucking... There, there's a lot of movies that can be remade, and the problem is Hollywood or whoever's putting up the money for it, what they end up looking at is, will this movie make money? Am but, I going to make my money back? But here, Here's the thing, though. They're in a position now where they can't lose money. That's why oh, they yeah. keep making... No, nothing bombs anymore. Nothing bombs. Even if it doesn't do on the box office, they are already making their money back on streaming rights, video rights, DVD rights. It's, it's, they've already... That's why they can make $200 million films, $300 million films, and not worry about uh, not breaking even on them because even if they don't, f don't break even in domestic... Uh, yeah. Foreign, they make their money back, and that's and then streaming. You're talking nonstop royalties they, after that. They, they'll they sell the movie, and you know, even heaven's it's, even heaven's gate broke even at some point. Exactly, and but it just happens sooner now because there are so many outlets for people to buy, or rent, or cable, or streaming. It's just it's it's yep. fucking it's it's built into it now. So there's no reason for them not to drop thirty million dollars, which is nothing these days, and, and say, hey, let's remake this old Elvis film. Yeah, uh, I mean, hell, Why fucking fuck Deadpool not? costs like fifty, I mean, and uh -huh. that fucking shit looked r ridiculously good. No, I mean, with the dude, the fuck, I I watched Shark Sharknado for the first time this past week. Oh God! And I, I was high, so I totally didn't follow it. It was really kind of hard to follow. <laughs> it's not not a film to watch, uh, um, inebriated. Uh, definitely fucked. Um, but. For shitty special effects, 
when you look at there's this one scene where there's like when the tur- hurricane first hits yeah. it blows this it blows the ferris wheel down the, the the pier just like in 1941 okay and smashes into a building and i was like wow back when they did 1941 it it took millions of dollars to do uh to do like models and everything they just cgi'd this shit it probably cost them like 500 dollars <laughs> and it it, it it doesn't look real, but it, for a low budget film, look at what look at what low budget films were fifty years ago for special effects. If you made Sharknado fifty years ago, fucking forget it. You're talking yeah. foam rubber, uh, you know, little models that look like out of a Godzilla film. No fucking way. You yeah. can make a you can make four dumbass films with this with no budget whatsoever, and your special effects are still like decent enough where it's fucking. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're preaching to the choir, man. No, I mean, <laughs> so, so it's just it's a perfect age to remake these old films, and just, they're not taking enough risks with this this perfect storm of non. They don't have uh, what's the word? Um, they have no real responsibility. No. Because no matter what they make, people will go see it, and if they hate it, they still paid their money, and then it goes to video, and then streaming, and it's still going to be out there. They they can they can make twenty million dollar movies and never even blink about losing money because they're not it's already pre sold thirty million before they even film the film they made ten million on it yeah, guaranteed it, yeah and that's just the way of the world at this point there's so, really there's really no change in it you you would think that they they could you know make anything they want but they they, really they still got people in suits at mahogany tables saying yeah let's we're gonna pass on that we're gonna do Max, something else because they're like well, well yeah we need to make like you know we need to make like mega so you don't need to make mega butter you know fucking make avatar 3 and while you're making avatar 3 release 500 of these 10 million 20 million dollar projects that never get off the ground that's more than enough money to make a decent film and just flood the market with fucking goodness yeah there's a bunch of sh- there's a bunch of shitty movies that I'd love to see get the remake, you know, or the yeah the remake process. Dude, Treasure of the Four Crowns. Treasure of the Four Crowns, Scarecrows, oh, just you know, just the films like that are just begging to be remade. Jim Cotta Jim and Cotta. get Phelps, get Phelps, Phelps, <laughs> and just have a lot of underwater scenes. Sure. How come? Seriously, I mean, what's the name? What's the chick that won all the medals this year? The 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 gymnast, uh, Gabby. Yeah, how how come she's not fucking fighting terrorists in in a movie? Are you kidding me? (laughs) When you look at Kurt Kurt Thompson, right? Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at Kurt Thompson and Jim Cotta, and you look at her, it's like yeah, she'd kill him. Instant. I mean, he was in shape, but like you you like her legs alone, she could like kill ten men with her thighs. At uh, once, at once, no question about it. Oh, I mean, it wasn't she, Gabby; it was Nicole something. Nicole, whatever it was, you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. She, but she, how come she's not in a fucking movie right now? Remember when they used to do? Remember when they did the Three Ninjas, Three Little Ninjas? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. What the fuck was that? And that wasn't even Hanson. The Hansons. That was just three random fucking kids. How come the Hansons aren't in a ninja film? Or were when they were popular? <laughs> Seriously. Who's not selling this shit? Hey, 20 million, and we can... Just imagine if Golden Globus had the special effects budget then. 
that that you they, they could get the special effects for the low budgets they had then that you can get now. Fucking insane. Oh yeah, and you know what? I don't think it's Nicole something either. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna it's gonna bother me if I don't get her yeah. name right. You know, I don't give a fuck about the Olympics. All I know is I saw the videos, and even I was like, shit. Because she does that, like that thing where she like spins eighteen times in the air. Yeah, like, has... they said she's the most dominant female gymnast in like the last like two or three decades. Yeah, well, I think like like the one move like nobody else can do. Yeah, they said that like she that? she is the only one that can do it. Uh, Simone yeah. Biles. Yeah, well, that was like Kurt Thompson. He had a move that named after him that they outlawed because it killed people. <laughs> right. You you want to get paralyzed? Try this move. Yeah, exactly. It was like they had to ban it. So how come that's she's how that's not... how we got Jim Cotta? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if that's how we get Jim Cotta, how come she's not in Parmistan right now? Parmistan. Speaking of which, we have to interview what's his face's oh, son. Uh, that's right. Yes. Before yes. Uh, before we lose that interview. Yes. Um. After uh, I would say sometime in uh, November we can do that. Okay. My my life is eventually going to get back normal uh after all the stuff going on right now uh yeah we should uh contact him because uh, it's been a while since we last talked to him and, and just let him know that we are still are still interested and we would do want to have him on for an interview about jim Cotta. i would love to have that interview have we 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 have we we've, we have formally reviewed jim Cotta, right uh yeah yeah all right so this would be a reprise oh well, yeah as a matter of fact um the reason i know this is two reasons Oh, because well, like, he, he listened to it. Yeah, the re- and the reason I know this is for two reasons. One, one, uh, I just listened to uh, uh, some of our podcasts this week. Not the the one that we reviewed Jim Cotta, but one we talked about that we reviewed Jim Cotta. And two, you were you were talking uh, about the thumbnails that I make for our YouTube videos, how they're all sexually themed. And then you were like, I don't know what you were thinking with the Jim Cotta one because it's just the you know Kurt's crotch. <laughs> I was like, there's no nudity in the movie. But, I had to get something. But, and, and also, but the reason he contacted us because he heard the Jim Cotta episode, right? Uh, and in despite some of the things we said about his father, he still liked the show. <laughs> so that was great. It's like, oh, cool. So you know, definitely we got to get him on and, and talk about behind the scenes, at least as far as like what what it was like, and you know, just you know his background in general. That'd be a cool conversation definitely yeah um what was i just gonna say you were saying about uh simone biles and kurt uh getting yeah, Jim I, was, I was so done with that but you mentioned the guy interviewing him and i was just i thought i had something else to say oh um i don't know oh i don't know either i was gonna go on a sidetrack but uh that's okay and you that's know okay. what we should go ahead and end the show Anyway, damn it! It was it oh, was important. Yeah, Gino's been going all over the place in. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, by, and we never mentioned it coming into it. The 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 opening of the show this week on the video. That's right. Uh, G- Gino made that for us. That's right, Gino Cuddy. He made the opening for the show. Oh. It's very good. We like it a lot. So, so sorry, Gino. We were so distracted because we were getting audio set up, and we finally started the show. We forgot to uh, mention that after the show but the, but gino a, a a close friend of the show he uh, made that uh as an homage to us and sent it to us we're like well fuck it we're gonna use it <laughs> i'm just reading some of his comments in there in the in the chat room oh i don't have the chat room i don't i don't think he's ever seen the video armageddon 
Oh. I think he's dig. I think he's digging it. <laughs> Not the cinema copy. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, that's what I was gonna say uh, about listening to past episodes. All I was gonna say is I still say the best episode we've done, and Holly agrees, is the Jaws 3D. I haven't listened to it. Uh, oh, dude, I, I haven't listened to it in a while. I, I've re-listened to it like two or three times with her while we're driving, and I tell you, every time I giggle. Oh, really? I, I, we're, I we're both so fucking on with that, and it's such a great film. <laughs> There's just so many great moments in that episode. That's like one of our best episodes. Ah, <sighs> no, I gotta listen to it. Maybe I'll put it on the, the uh, in the car tomorrow. I mean, I, I couldn't even start listing all the great moments. There's so many great moments in the film. Oh, but, yeah. But just, I mean, I mean, you're on, I'm on. I mean, we're both nailing, like, great parts of it. It's just a fucking excellent episode. And that's, like, <laughs> that's like one of the best episodes ever. We in here. <laughs> Philip! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, yeah, Gino... So what were you saying about Gino? Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, he's been commenting in the in the chat room a lot. Anything good? Um, he tried. To, he said a swear word, and because the live stream uh, chat room automatically just takes swear words and just put puts asterisks asterisks in their place. Uh huh. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I'm, I'm I've had enough of these girl with the small, and I'm assuming he wrote tits. Uh, he goes, uh, come on, this is supposed to be movie sectastic. This show is known for the big ones. <laughs> wow. And then he's like, I can't say, and then it just goes dot, dot, dot. And then he just writes duck. And then it goes dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Gino, it's an algorithm. They've got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, did you have anything to for, about Gino going out, or... He's got. He left us a voicemail. Want to play that before we end the show? It's five minutes long. Uh, we might as well. We're I mean, like... I'm gonna play it because we like Gino a whole bunch. But yeah. Gino, you, you got to keep it under three minutes, buddy. G- it's concise, to the point. He's right. the man's got a lot to say. All right, oh, go sure. ahead. Here we go. Hey guys, how you doing? It's Gino calling in. Um. You know what would be a better uh, voicemail message? You can hear this, right? Uh, for for no. you to for uh, either Scott or Joy to say, "No, we didn't then I hear. But you can leave a message. You can't hear any of this. No. Fuck. How come you can't hear it? Hang on. I'll 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 see if I can hear it on our actual stream. After the vape. All right. And you let me know when you're there. And I'll start playing it. I don't understand why you can't hear it. None of the audio has changed from last week. Because you, you did it wrong. Yeah, apparently. Okay, go ahead. All right. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's Gino calling in. Um, you know what would be a better uh, voicemail message uh, for for you to for uh, either Scott or Joy to say, No, we didn't dinner here. But you can leave a message after the vape. Alright. <laughs> and no grenades. Ashante. <laughs> I love Lugasa because, you know, he got it. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to call yeah, in and see how you guys are doing. It's been a while since uh, we, I've heard from you at least. Um, 
you know, I, I've been getting into like a lot of weird, obscure animation lately, like the old international attorneys of animation, outrageous animation, animation celebration, uh, festivals, uh, but Clutch Nose on type. Um, the, the works of Bruno Bizzetto, like the Italian Fantasia, uh, Allegro Non Troppo, which is beautiful. I insist you guys checking that out. Um, I also just finished uh, editing a Halloween special that I uh, did, um, where I played a, a horror host to Nosferatu, a symphony of horror from 1922, which, as people probably well know, is one of my favorite films. Um, I uploaded it on YouTube. You can watch it. Um, I, I put it on my Facebook page. Um, if uh, Scott and Joey want to share that link, uh, feel free to do so. Um, uh, I have fun now. I may be a little hammy in it, but uh, I think, but bear with me, it was like my first time, and I really haven't found my niche. No. <laughs> um, but I think it all came together pretty well. Um, and uh, that copy of Nosferatu in there is actually my own copy. It's from, it's from the Hollywood Home Theater VHS, um, which is actually an extremely rare tape to find. I believe I'm one of the only people in the country who owns that tape. I think the, the only other people I know are a friend of mine, Nigel Dreiner. I think I saw that on the, uh, the Antiques Modern Roadshow. Times Charlie Chaplin podcast. And uh, this library in Idaho or something. Um, pretty cool score. Sounds like some sounds like a cheesy '80s horror movie. I love it. Um, anyway, um, got some movie recommendations. Would love for you guys to review Skidoo, Uh-oh. the 1968 Otto Preminger film that has Groucho Marx playing God. Um, the aforementioned Evil Tunes. Um, I don't know if Scott ever was able to think about an answer if he wanted to do the Gulliver Show. Um, I remember uh, he said that that was on the table. I'm not sure uh, what uh, his final thoughts on that are. Um, so I would love to join you guys for that because I know you've had uh, some people, some guests on in the past. So um, we could try and see if we could work that out. Um, still doing Gino in the evening. I believe sure. I have about 12 episodes under my belt now. Um, just did a show on the Marx Brothers. Quite fun. Um, so anyway, um, if you guys uh, want to follow me, Go to my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash official Gino Cuddy. That's G-E-N-O-C-U-D-D-Y. My Twitter, at official Gino C. My blog, cuddysworld.blogspot.com. And follow me everywhere. I have blogs posted all over the interwebs. took part in a major television production recently called Generous People. It's a very good production. It, it details uh, the lives of three struggling young people and uh, in the backdrop is uh, the juice bar craze of the 90s uh, directed by a great director, Ryan Patrick Casey um, of Elfin Mechina Productions. Um, very, very good stuff there. And uh, I want to plug Uncle Vlad, which is going to air, hopefully, on uh, October 31st, which is a Monday, for those who live in the Middletown, Middlesex County, Connecticut areas. And uh, I would just want to, and uh, Joey and Scott are actually listed in the acknowledgments of that, of that special, because they've oh. been a great influence and inspiration to me to, to keep on doing what I'm doing, because, you know, who would have thought that they would have 
gotten to 200 episodes. I mean, you guys deserve a lot of props for that. Big, big props to you guys for that. Thank you. Um, and uh, punished. So yeah, I just wanted <laughs> to say that. And uh, you know, you give me a hot artery. <laughs> I, I have that movie, uh, a Death Row Game Show. I got to check it out sometime. <laughs> Sounds like a real fun flick. Um, so anyway, um, I'll be talking to you guys later. Uh, keep on uh, doing what you guys are doing. Now, if you don't mind me, I'm going to go and watch some Clark and McCullough comedies and laugh my ass off. See you later. Peace. <laughs> well, there you have it. That was Gino oh. Cuddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Well, thank you, Gino. Very much appreciated. You give me a heart artery. I'm trying to remember if I said that or you said that in the Death Row Game Show review. I I, I know I know it was one of my favorite lines. So. <laughs> You're giving me a heart artery. <laughs> oh, that made my night. <laughs> Ow, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> And Gino, yes, great plug. Got the got the sights out there. Short, sweet, loved it. Perfect. Yeah, he listened to your advice, which is uh, again, I've been listening to our shows this week, and probably on two different occasions, you you chastise Gino for just for for, for for not giving any information about any of his stuff that he's plugging. Well, he's got so much. He's got so much going on. He's got to get the sights right. out there. So, well, no, he obviously listened because oh. he got everything out there. It's perfect, and yeah, we we'll, we will definitely share that video on our Facebook page. Absolutely. Um. Oh. And uh, we're acknowledged in uh, another video that he did. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Me too. Just because I like to see my name in print in some form way, uh, uh, in some way or another. Even if it is just in the credits. Oh. <sighs> All right. I think it's time. It's a long episode. We had, we, we had some catch Holy up shit. We haven't had an episode like this in a long time. Yeah. Well, I think we were due. Well, you know what? I mean, the first time we tried to do our... Ho- we, we, we were limited to two episodes dedicated this month for Halloween instead of four. Uh-huh. Right. The first one, Skype just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. We just couldn't connect. So it, it actually said, oh, do it online. Use the online. That didn't work either. Yeah. We could connect, but there was no sound. It's like, fuck. Then we did one the, the following week. And then last week, I think I had worked 60 hours that week. Scott had worked his ass off. And we're just like, I'm fucking tired. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I went to bed at like 8.30 that night. It just and then tonight, so we're like you said, making up for lost time. That's why this episode's like two and a half hours. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm crying. I can't. I can't even remember the last time we had a show this long. Oh. Yeah, no, it's been a while. So I think we were due. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a- after we're done here, I-, I still have to go like decarcass an entire turkey. So. Oh really? Yeah. Can you hear this, by the way? The outro music. No. I don't understand why you can't hear anything. Obviously, you're just not doing your job. I'm not doing it right. You know, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. And, and and it's it's funny too because again, I've been listening to our shows. You praise me for doing everything right in one of the episodes. <laughs> anyway, Dude. all right. Oh. So the, just pretend the music's going because it actually is. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is episode two hundred and 
23 of Movie Sucktastic, where we reviewed a whole bunch of Halloween movies. Uh, again, as always, thanks for joining us. Uh, tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com to check that out. Download the show there. Watch the show live. Listen to the show right on the website. Your choice. Uh, you can also go to iTunes, and you can do the same thing. Uh, uh, you can't do live, but you can listen to it. What are you doing? You're distracting me. Doing the, doing the sound, since I can't hear it. But now, bow. <laughs> uh, if you want to leave us voicemail, the number is 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can also download the free app that we have. You can get that for your Android device. Uh, there's a mobile version of the website for you iPhone users. And you can just do a general search online. Scott likes Google. Google it. And you go ahead and search us that way. We come up everywhere. And uh, that about does it. Do you have any words of wisdom? You know it. What you got? Say it with me. You're giving me a hot artery. You're giving me a hot artery. Ah. <laughs> anyway. Alright, so I have no idea what we're reviewing next week. We'll figure that out. Yeah, that's, we'll figure it out. You'll see. That's like two episodes ago. We did, you know, we're back to movie challenges. Um, yeah. God, can you believe we're coming up on our one year for the uh, Saving Christmas episode? Oh. How is that even fucking possible? Wow, that is quick. I feel like we did that just only like a couple of months ago for some yeah, crazy ass reason. I know. I know. Thank you for reminding me of the rapidly. Uh, Approaching oh. end of time. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> That's not where I wanted to take that, but. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Happy Halloween. Bye bye. Bye. Fade out the music. Because I got to do that manually now.